feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. It's real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a hot cap. Showing all these boys I was shot. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts. Cause real gangster ass niggas know they got em. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight episode number 78 with our dear friends and the guests of the evening, Alex Litteris and Mitchell Scott. They are here with us tonight. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Good. Happy to be here. Excited to be on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a minute, man. We, uh, we had a lot of catching up to do. Some of it's going to be on air for the first time ever right here, right yeah, here, right six, now. Six years worth of catching up. Yeah, well, a good, if you want to be literate, sometimes I do. Been like, what, almost five and a half? It's yeah, been close, but dude, the better part of a decade. Oh, yeah. There's Way been there's been at least a couple things that have happened since, <laughs> since yeah. then. Um, damn, Mitch, how, uh, how, how is everything going for you? Things are good. Things are good. Uh, yeah, it is crazy to think, though, that you guys, because you guys were so close friends, and, that, and, and you guys were talking even before we started recording how easily it is just to click and go right back to where yeah. you were. So. Alex is one of the friends that I've always had that it's just, it's like that, and it's yeah. just instantaneously, like, you're back in. And those, you, know you don't I mean? have many of those. No, because a lot of people, it, it takes some of the time and effort, and like, mm-hmm. you know, we always tried to kind of correlate and stuff, but it just, for one reason or another, just didn't come to fruition, and I'm like, it's going to happen at some point, mm-hmm. and like, all this sort of plays out kind of at the right time, you know what I mean? I had one of those, a uh, really good buddy of that uh, in college, it was my roommate too, it was funny because we swapped roommates throughout over the course of two years at Linwood, but yeah, kind of clicked right off people, and you know you're never going to lose that connection, so that's neat that you guys have that. And yeah. I'm glad I could help out and facilitate that in some way. 100%. I'm glad you here. came on. I'm glad you came yeah, on. No, yeah, and I am. And I know it's not just that, but it is funny, though. I like to lean into bringing them here. Hey, and that's honestly what this has been about, too. We've seen people that neither one of us had seen in mm-hmm. years sometimes. Yeah. And, like, we just bring them on. It's a reason to, to create something together and just have an on-air conversation that you'd probably have otherwise catching up or exactly. bullshitting about sports or yeah. music or movies or just whatever. And that's kind of, like, what the idea was from day one. Like, we kind of wanted this to be whatever it needs to be, and why not bring on some of the people that have been part of the journey along the way, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Because now, that's out there forever each time. Like, mm-hmm. all this podcast I recorded with my grandpa, all the people that we've brought in over the you know past few years and everything, it's, like, all out there because now that stuff can, like, live on and you can always, like, refer back to it. Yeah, Absolutely. That's cool about media. It's always going back to it, and it's always uh, out there. Cool and scary, right? <laughs> because uh, there's uh, things that, you know, people get... Uh, and that's what's actually really interesting how internet centered our uh, modern culture has been. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like you said, it's a good thing to actually reach out and uh, connect with people, call back some things, look up some things. But I definitely do think it plays a toll uh, on uh, people's mental health, uh, for sure. How quickly and accessible you can see other people's lives. or And I'm just, I guess I'm speaking from that from experience, you know, myself, seeing. You can see, you know, just all the highlights of other people uh, and yeah. everybody on their lives. And people don't usually post the negative things. You're like, damn it, people live better life yeah. than yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't hear, but you don't know about the tough times people are going through. But it's like all the, you're only seeing the good stuff. So you never yeah. really know anymore. That's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, people can think from whatever they want to think on their end of what you're posting, but like, mm-hmm. you only post what you choose to post. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. you don't know what you're extracting from what's actually going on with you versus like. 
uh, eventually, I just I stopped even saying really anything personal on there. I mean, I still do now, I guess, whenever I feel like <clears> I, I want to or uh, I just need to express something, and that's the way I, sh- I should do it. But otherwise, I mean, it's just been all promoting the podcast and just getting it out there. And I'm like, if you want to hear some of my thoughts and some of the things that like are going on, like you mm-hmm. can listen in and listen to this because this is kind of the most updated thing of what we've been doing. You know what I mean? And that's a great tool. Like you're yeah. saying, yeah, it's a great thing to put it out there for people to access and to listen to. And But, you know, just like you were saying, it can be just like, oh, wow, that's... And I think it's even, it goes to the point where you don't notice it. You know, you can look at it, you can consume it, and you go to the next thing and it's, it's slowly ticks and eats at you and and i guess i should clarify what i'm saying like instagram reels or like you know any of the quick feed uh, content you know it's just like this, this is, is my instantaneous this is my desk yeah. setup or this is my day in my life and it's like man like i'm just the biggest you know <laughs> junk laying couch sitting guy ever if I'm, I'm not getting up and working out every day like this guy is you know saying it's his whole daily routine it's easy to compare yourself mm-hmm. to unrealistic mm-hmm. standards because it's just at the forefront, and Absolutely. it's right in the palm of our well, hand now. It's what so. gets views, too, right? Yeah. And it's right. what gets comments and followers. It's what those people do for a living, so, you yeah. know, of course, it's going to make it look, you know, yeah, good. That's <clears> why <throat> I haven't posted on social media in years. I'm always there. I'm always looking. I don't post. I'm always just lurking in the shadows. <laughs> I see yeah. everything. Don't yeah. worry. I'm still I on there just yeah. so I can yeah. look at I see it all. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I see it all. Are you guys on TikTok? No. No? I have one. Because. I know it's my girlfriend and my brother, and I like, they send me stuff, Yeah, but I don't like have my own feed, because I don't get <laughs> on there and like, mess with the algorithm mm-hmm. and try to make my own, like, it just That's, seems like a time waste. I watch dog videos. That's what I use. <laughs> dog videos, usually. And it is, it's the quick form content. That's what's super hot right now, right? Reels and stuff like that, and, uh, and actually TikTok's still in, like, litigation talks I saw uh, on some... Talking about the government is involved still in how the courts are going to handle TikTok. We should become TikTok superstars. We could probably become TikTokers. <laughs> we can do TikTok dances, huh? Anybody want to get down with that? I don't. Be a dancer? <laughs> I try. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I don't partake in TikTok, but I do the same thing. And it's on Instagram or Facebook and the short reel content. And then I blow up everybody's phones with the memes I see or whatever. I have probably... 75 to 100 messages from him that are just Instagram videos that he has sent to me. That's just like reels and shit? Yeah, just, just reels. Just that's all it is. Memes. Yeah, it's jokes. Yeah. I save them up and I watch them like over a long period, like like a week. <laughs> By the course of a week, you probably send me 20, 25 yeah, of them. And it's, yeah. And I just save them all up and I watch them all one time. But again, like handing that to him, that's a good thing, I think, is the funny memes you get to see, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get to show as a little humor. Yep, as a little humor. I've always said I love, I think the internet's the best and the worst thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's so many good things you can do with it and there's just so many awful parts of it. Oh yeah, so. now people run their businesses and like their livelihood is what they're posting and what they're relaying to the world. So it's just like, it's been a really useful thing. The problem is with all the instantaneous shit, like you feel... Like you should have direct results and direct access, like access to everybody all the time. Too. Yeah. You're like, what the, yeah. you know, what are they doing? They're not responding. Yes, yeah. this, this isn't coming through. Like you're waiting for that email or whatever. Like you get impatient with it because that's what we've become accustomed to. Absolutely. And people that are growing up now, because we saw not just it changed and dial up and slow ass internet into you know <laughs> quick internet. We saw like that whole change. We remember all that time. You know what I mean? But he still he still only has slow internet. He's never. <laughs> He's, I'm, I'm not kidding you, he's never he's experienced, like, it's he's, bad. He's never experienced it's, fast it's internet. Bad. So oh like, where I'm at in Hillsboro, it's like, yeah, it's, 
you know, that that's one of the big key reasons is why I would like to move is because of that internet speed. But in, in all in the same uh, in the same breath, I do think that we are in we're in a very unique time where we're gonna see where we see that change, right? We've seen yeah. the upcoming from you know low tech to high tech, yeah. right? And, and that genre. And it's so funny because we've been also the one to facilitate the uh, the people who don't understand, you know, tech to like, no, this, you can do it. Like, this is how it goes on. You know, today, my mom, we were leaving today and she uh, couldn't hook up the internet. Uh, quite frankly, I didn't want to help her out either because it was a, a mess. But uh, yeah, and she did it on her own. And she set, literally sent me a text and was like, you'd be so proud of me because I hooked this up, this TV on my own. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, I'm very proud of you that you figured that out. <laughs> so... That's like working in schools now. Like me working at <coughs> at school, then they everything's done on a Chromebook or a Google Classroom. You know, you almost never have written assignments anymore in school, which That's is crazy. crazy. Do they issue those Chromebooks to students? Yeah, everybody does. Like just yeah. they give mm-hmm. laptops. That's how the whole school. Yeah, everybody, and from I all from all grades, you really don't. I mean, like maybe like a lower like kindergarten, first, second. You probably obviously you still need to do writing, but for the most part now, kids just you do stuff on Google Classroom. You, do, do they turn those in like every year, and they like do updates, refresh, and hand it back out, yeah, or is I think, it? I okay. think so. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's not something I even that really even entered my mind because I haven't even been. Yeah, I mean, it made sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially no, with COVID. After with COVID, everybody yeah. having to do work from home. Oh yeah. They point. were just kind of like, well, yeah, I guess it's working, so we'll just keep doing it. But it's it was going to switch to that eventually, anyways. Yeah. They just kind of sped it up with yeah. COVID. We were, we were talking about that earlier before we started uh, recording. I am kind of curious. Alex did mention that it didn't really shake up too much of his uh, his life, but how has COVID kind of or had changed up your guys' lives? Well, historically, like I'm a pretty extroverted person. Like I want to get out and like you know talk to people and like you know socialize and mm-hmm. and go out and have fun. It doesn't mean I always want to do that because believe me, like all four of us here. I have to have my time alone too. Like, ha- like have yeah. to. You know what I mean? Just you have to be able to to isolate and get away and be with your thoughts and and just and not have expectation or responsibility to anybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's part of the important thing too. Um, but uh, after a while, it became. I think the idea in my brain, and sometimes I'll like I'll just look at things at a tremendously more uh, deep level, or I'll overthink a lot of times too, and that's that's part of my problem too. But I'll, uh, so, I'll, you know, you create internal conflicts and shit like that. And I'm just part of it was just like, yeah, it didn't really bother me first, but I just wanted to know what was going on. And I was just like, it kind of did because the idea was instilled that you can't go out and go to these events anymore, sports games, you can't go see movies, you can't go do this, you can't go do any of that. I'm like, that was all shit that was fun to do. Like, I can chill at home. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can chill at home and be fine or invite people over, you know, or just whatever. At the time, obviously, me and Elijah were living together and stuff, and we're like, and, you know, we, we like, just binge TV shows, and we figured mm-hmm. out, like, just what, you know, how to make it work. And not that I wasn't okay with that, but I think the idea of it being taken away from you was what I didn't like. Because I was just like, you can't even go to a game, you can't go see a movie, or at least for a long time without a mask or anything else. And, like, that's one thing, but I'm just like, man, I just I just want to go out and socialize and have the freedom to do it like it was before. Mm-hmm. It's crazy I mean? when you, you had the option. You didn't have to go do it, but you had the option. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you, you didn't even have yeah. the option. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow. And you take for granted that you had that and you don't have it anymore. You did. And, and because we had never experienced something like that, we had nothing to compare it to. No. So it only felt like, you know, like it or not, 
whenever people like look back at it and they're like, oh, they took this side or this side, but it's just like everybody was dealing it or dealing with it in real time. Nobody knew what was going to happen. So like everybody, it was, it was ridiculous. The stupid arguments that it came down. Oh, the mask, this, I think all of it really should have been up to your choice. Regardless, there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask. If you don't want to wear one, if you, if you, if you do, you don't now, nobody cares. You can still wear one, whatever, but that's really the way it should have been anyway. You know what I mean? Because, we did nothing to spread. We did nothing to slow, like sl- like slow the spread of it. I should say until the vaccine came out, we knew how to deal with it and how many days actually were adequate for taking off work. But it became a, a it was something that should never have became politicized. Became a social and political yeah. issue. It's a vaccine. Like it's supposed to help you uh, suffer the effects of something a little easier. Oh, yeah. well, it's times. not supposed to prevent it, and it's not supposed to be a left or right or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. It's if you want to get it, you do. If you don't, you don't. I know people of both sides that did not trust it. And I know people from both sides of the like political spectrum, or all the sides, that were like, I'm going to get it because it's just maybe a smarter move historically. They didn't just invent this. They're building upon the research that, it, that they had right. beforehand. Well, speaking of which, you know, too, that was something that was surprising to me about being in uh, the twenty, you know, the, the century that we're in. You know, this is not the first pandemic that has ever hit humanity. No, which is yeah. which is frustrating because I hope that can be, you know, I hope we can learn from this and apply it in the future too. You know, of all of our shortcomings and all of our successes, because it, there's going to be another pandemic too, right? And so that's what I found very surprising is that we didn't apply a lot of our, and maybe we did, and I could be very wrong, that we didn't apply our prior knowledge to the exposure of pandemics yeah. to this one. Again, we might have, I don't know, but it didn't feel like it. It just felt like it was the Wild West, you know, and just like everybody, no one knew what Dude. to do, and it was just all... Because nobody wants to feel like, whenever you put restrictions on people, they immediately oh, are sure. like, well, fuck this, yeah. Yeah. and they want to like rebel against yeah. it, you know, yep. it's just human yeah. nature to be like... Oh, yeah. So common, common sense very rarely wins out, yeah. especially when it comes to large groups of people having to pick one side or, or feeling like they have to pick mm-hmm. one side or the other. Yeah. It takes a few people to push the boundary, and then once other people see that it can happen, they're like, "I'm going to join in." Yeah, right. yeah, and and be, like if the effort is th- is that much in one way, it's the resistance is going to be just yeah. as yeah. much yeah. in the other way. Well, just like yeah, that's just human. And again, I could be completely wrong, right? Like there could have been those voices, like no, like that's what we messed up on, right? In yeah. X years, you know, we need to do this, and everybody rebelled against it, so. I just, it just felt from our perspective, and I think everybody had different perspectives, that's why I asked the question, but it just felt so like no one knew, you know, what to do, or at least not how to implement what we should do. You know? I finally got COVID for the first time over this past Christmas. I really? Had, pretty I well. I had COVID for the first I, time. Yeah, I still twice. don't think that I've had it, unless, there was a case two months before it was, like, it was March, about this time, 2020 is whenever all that shit really started hitting the fan, and about the time we moved into that place, and... Uh, two months before that, my brother had something that reflected the exact effects that everybody was talking about once it did happen, once the pandemic, like, everything was in full swing. Oh, yeah. And he lost his taste of, like, sense of smell uh, and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's also got diabetes, so, like, that's going to take a toll on you a lot more than usual. Right. And so, but then I got it, and I had never felt more fatigued or crappy but this was in January 2020, two months before it really rocked here. Yeah. But the people, there's a lot of people that were like, oh, I seriously doubt it was here beforehand. It's like, no, okay, for sure. no. do you realize how many people fly from China to here, from here to there, from everywhere in the world to here? 
All it takes is one person. They can spread it, especially unknowingly. Oh, yeah. And that's how it gets spread. You have no idea you carrying these germs. Oh, yeah. You spread it, and it spreads to everybody. It's over here. Was, it takes one. That's it. It doesn't take... I was still working as a paramedic, and I can, I can you know, confirm with what you're saying, too. It for sure was here before it was fully sure. initially announced. As early as, what, maybe yeah. October 19th? Well, to the point to where my uncle, my uncle was one of the first people to contract it in uh, the state of Missouri. And uh, I, I, I don't know if it's this far, but I want to say one of the first national cases, too, because I can remember my, my, my mom was saying, yeah, my, like, your uncle's really, really sick. Her brother. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And they think it's just, you know, a sinus infection, whatever. And uh, his wife, my aunt, called my mom. was like, I've never seen your brother this sick ever in my life. And they were like, you need to take him to the hospital then. He could have uh, pneumonia. They were worried about pneumonia in his mm-hmm. lungs, right? And so they got there. And by the time he got there, over those that period of days, 10 days, whatever it was, you know, that's when the talk was like, hey, it could actually be really here. And that's when they... Uh, that's when they took care of him and they intubated him. He clinically died, and then they uh, resuscitated him in the ICU. And it's almost like Tim, like, like he never had it. Like it's the weirdest thing. No residual effects. Did all of his lungs uh, testing scans. It, it's just the, it's just the weirdest thing. So um, mm-hmm. they were actually uh, at St. Clair Hospital, and they had an initiative with his uh, his daughter is also a nurse, and they were having a hard time with talking to him. Like, they just had no way of contacting them because you couldn't get into the hospital, right? They wouldn't let you in. And so they were like, well, we can do it virtually. So anyway, they initiated, like, a go... She initiated a GoFundMe page that raised X amount. I forget how much it was. But it bought iPads for every single room in the ICU at that hospital. So that way they could FaceTime their family at least mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, see them. And so it's just a weird time, man. And it affects everybody so differently. Symptoms are so different with everybody who's involved, too. And, you know, moving forward, I think it just might be, like the flu you know like why we do it right now like if you're going to get your vaccine or not you know this year or whatever so that's the way i think it's going to be uh moving forward is it's probably going to look like the flu and just going to always be around and people were mad at you for saying that at first because we didn't know the full effects but i think and you know you can say what you want but i do think there were certain people that were like really counting on it to be like to really affect things just so they didn't have to show up for work or, or do this or that. It's just like, oh, sure. I worked yeah. through the whole damn thing. Did you really? Yeah. The whole damn thing. Really? And it just, and I'm not saying that makes me better or, you know, whatever. People have their reasons. And like, if you're truly scared and you actually think like, if you have a, first of all, if you have a vulnerable immune system and it's not good for you to be out there and take risks like mm-hmm. that, I get that. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, even if it was a small percentage, there was definitely some people that were just trying to, ho- like, oh, hopefully it's worst case scenario, so I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to school. I don't yeah. have to go. It's like, really? You're just going to stop lifing just because, just looking for the first excuse out the fucking window. What? But it absolutely ruined some in- industries. And absolutely for Small man. businesses. Small businesses. People, people uh, were like, oh, man, they're going to suffer. Man. No, the people that suffered were your yeah. neighborhood fucking yeah. people. And still drive around, you know, seeing all the places for rent, you know, for lease. It just breaks your heart. It's like, man, there were yeah. so many places there that, you know. What was it? 75% drive. of small business. I don't even I know don't if that's know, accurate or not. But it was it was an astonishing I'm sure, amount. I'm sure. Went I under. I delivered pizza all throughout that time. And I'll be honest. It was pretty nice because people <laughs> quit coming to the door. Yeah. So you could just uh, drop yeah. the yeah. pizza off. And I, yeah. never, I never had to talk to anybody. Hey, hey pizza delivery over there. Yeah. We talked about oh, you it. You deliver pizza, too? Yeah. I still do two pizza. days a week. Yeah. I delivered pizza for seven years under that deliver from. Yeah. Domino's. Domino's. Was, was, like five and a half now. Yeah. Pizza Junction, whenever that was still in Hillsboro. Every pl- every bill or every business that goes into that building is plagued. 
Saucy's still there. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, that's true. That's true. Saucy's has even got another one. But, but, but was it not? There was like seven businesses. Oh, yeah. Seven heard, years in and out of there. I heard, I don't know if I want to say this, but I just heard it was very difficult to sustain a business there with making the Well, I think the rent is I heard the rent was crazy. In the fact that Munzerts, they tried to have a fancy place in Hillsboro, like right there. It's like... Come on, but, man. But hey, talk classy about town. A, classy town. Talk about, a, <laughs> talk about an industry, though, that like, probably wasn't close, right? Everybody needs to eat. So they're going to call Domino's. No, so they're going to call the fast food pizza. Like, you have to adapt. Even know? after Super Size Me and all that shit that tried to take down fast food. Guess what? It didn't do it. It didn't do a goddamn thing. Every fast food place is still yeah. well in business all these years later. You can ask him. That's one of the things I wish I could have experienced in my lifetime. Was a, a super size me meal. Oh, I wish. What was the other one earlier? I wish I could experience. You want to get into a bar fight? Oh gosh. Uh, and, I, and I know, and Elijah mentioned it too. It's it's uh, it's glamorized in, in movies and stuff like that. But it is, and it's still a part. If I could know, it's going to be a fair fight. No, like no one's going to do anything crazy. The people I'd getting bar fights are yeah. going to do something. Yeah, bar crazy. fights historically fair. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not uncommon for somebody to smash a beer bottle against the bar and, exactly. and, and try to take yeah. that to your and fucking I know, throat. And I know, but you know, so or your fucking the side else. of your head. Yeah. Or <laughs> what did you say? You said something like, "Yeah, those are the people that you probably don't want to." Be. Yeah, the people yeah, that are just willing to fight you in a bar yeah, no. are not <laughs> the people you Mitch just want to fight. Mitch is just counting on getting the nice guy. Yeah. Maybe I'll get the nice bar yeah, fight. Just looking for me in there. Like, oh, that's the guy. It's like shit hits the fan. Well, he's looking for the nice guy in the corner. Well, that's, ah! that's the thing. Like, yeah. if, if he's just not. sitting there drinking a beer. Like I, I'm the, just here chilling after yeah. work, man. Yeah, 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 be the instigator. That's a move I heard. It's like you see that going down. You pick out somebody so that no way no one's gonna pick out you. You pick out the weaker guy to find like he's not even in it until you jab him. somebody, but somebody else has got it to your head. <laughs> You gotta uh, have some shit. motion. Yeah, they're out or you're in. You know what I mean, dude. If it, yeah, if there's a like a full on bar fight where the whole bar starts yeah. fighting, yeah. I'm either chucking some shit at people or, or I'm just yeah. heading for the door. <laughs> there's no, there's no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to get lost in the chaos. I'm just backing away. Like, get me out of there. So you'd still be there, Alex. Like, overall, though, how we literally just talked about this like a few episodes ago on my uh, my cousin's podcast, um, his second appearance. What, like, overall, like, pizza delivery, like, what do you think of the experience? Like, is it underrated? We're not into the segment yet, but do you think it's, like, an underrated, like, fuck, like, this is a nice... Quit, sit, quit bringing it up, because now everybody's going to be like, oh, everybody, gonna everybody's going to... Hey, it's been a few episodes since his... We'll see. <laughs> I always tell people that, especially if it's like your first job, like yeah. pizza delivery, like, the money's, money's pretty good. If it you, is. If you're in the right <laughs> areas, the money's pretty really. good. But, I mean, you can run into some... Characters. Some crack and meth heads. Yeah, you can run into some, oh, yeah. some characters. characters. And like li- yeah. delivering in DeSoto for so long, you ran into a lot of unsavory folks who... And it seemed like they always ordered again and again. It's like, <laughs> where are you is, getting dude. the money for this? Because I deliver in like Peavley and Herky and Barnhart and Imperial, like that area. Right. And it's the same way. It's either like really nice houses and nice subdivisions <laughs> and neighborhoods or it's just like low... You know, it's like you know, you know where you're going too, because yeah, like you said, you start recognizing addresses and shit. You're like, and damn, it's either it's either awesome or you're ready to quit do the job, like right <laughs> when you see it. No, usually no in between. Yeah, same with the bar fights. Or if you yeah. don't, or if you see the address and you don't know it, you're like, well, what the fuck am I getting myself into? You know. Like, but there can be an argument made there too about, you know, and I don't know if it's just the United States or not, but. 
feeding families on low low wages. You know, you can buy a whole pizza for I mean, I don't know. You know, go to McDonald's. It's not as reasonable anymore. You know, Dude, even McDonald's yeah. isn't as reasonable as it once was. Yeah. I remember and nobody's gonna forget it, so let's call it out. When McDoubles and McChickens were a buck, not a buck. I remember seventy nine, two bucks and twenty nine cents. <laughs> Dollar Tree is now a dollar twenty five. That's what I'm Ooh. saying. Let's talk about that. That's wow. let's talk about, about it. That's Dollar crazy. Tree is going let's under. Talk about it. <laughs> going under. <laughs> that quarter is gonna ruin it. <laughs> The end of Dollar Tree. <laughs> this is it. the end. Uh, Buck twenty five tree, more like it. No, it's um, like this, I heard. I heard that argument to be made of like, you know, why is obesity so high? You know, if you oh. were a struggling family and you had to feed your kids, and, and you know, on the money you had. If you're gonna blame McDonald's, I'm gonna I'm call not, bullshit. I'm not blaming McDonald's. I'm just saying, if you do gotta feed them on fast food, shit, I'm, fast food, you know, they have to. TV dinners are no better. See, no, that cheap shit. But, 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 no, 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 no. Going to the store, even if it's some cheap, nasty bullshit, is. <laughs> <laughs> even if nobody wants to eat it. <laughs> you suck it up and eat it. All right, no. I don't want to hear the excuse that going out is cheaper. Going out every day trying to feed a family of five is not cheaper than going to the grocery store and buying ramen noodles and Yeah, if you get ramen and noodles and chili and bullshit. No, ramen noodles, I'm, bologna sandwich, and TV dinner, you're still going to end up fat as fuck. No, well, not really. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, like, not really. But people like to blame fast food. It's like, you don't have to go out and eat. Right. And maybe I'm not blaming fast food. America's I'm not fat. I'm not blaming obesity they, on, because on they're always alone. looking for an excuse. I'm not blaming that on, on that alone. It's just the, the convenience. I'm super guilty of it. Like right, yeah. it's like, man, I can just swing by and just get something super easy. You don't have to think about food, you know, or cooking or, or buying yeah. something fast. So. Speaking of which, I was with this guy one time when he ordered four McDoubles in one sitting, and I'm the now one. It was that sounds a, tremendous. It was impressive. Let's let's put some let's put some context to that. Yeah, you also got fries. That's the, that's the context you were looking for. Yeah, I think. Then I mean, bump That's true. Sure, I didn't give you those rookie numbers. Bump them up. Yeah, was, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was when I was uh, playing. You know, uh, we, we played sports bas- and we played basketball, basketball in high school, yeah. And, and yeah, I could put down some food. And uh, I did that with uh, a buddy of our uh, Blake, and he was very impressed. That I did the same thing. Put down some. Uh, it's more food. scary. Than Not proud of it I, by any means, but I am. I am. Uh, there wasn't much in town, man. We got to cut ourselves a no. break. Remember the big deal was Taco Bell coming in? Huge. Yeah, no, ta- huge. huge was deal. a big deal. Big deal. Talk of the town. Yeah, it's like you know what? We don't got to drive to Fastest City anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be right here. Yeah, it's huge. That was a big deal. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it started popping for the town. It Nobody was, ever gave a damn about Dairy Queen, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I feel, was, like was, I feel like Hardee's was ignored. Not, once right. again, not the segment, but Dairy Queen food, criminally underrated. Yeah. I love that food. Really, that, I feel like the food is not worth the price they charge. Uh, I love it. At right. least I felt like that pre-pandemic, but I feel like I still, or pre-inflation, but I still kind of feel that way. Chicken strip basket? Okay, yeah, with the gravy? Oh, yeah. that is dirty. Like, like who's, who's just serving up gravy? Dirty. Dirty, yeah, filled chicken, fried chicken. Who's just like disgustingly good? Put that gravy in there. Who's who decided that? Can we out Ian on this podcast? (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. Throw Ian. Ian Ian doesn't like gravy. Ian, what? We oh, hang on. Let's put the yeah. Let's hear the gravy story. We went to, I believe, Cracker Barrel. No, no, it was that place in the at the the factory in Farmington. Oh, that diner. There's a diner in the 
this place called That's the Factory right. in Farmington. There's a diner there that serves only breakfast food. They have like award winning breakfast food. <laughs> so we're winning, we're ordering stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll take the chicken fried steak, uh, no gravy, please." And I was like, without hesitation, said that. And <laughs> yeah. she goes, he, 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 and the waiter looked at him and was like, "And I and I looked back at Ian, and I was like, Did you, you don't want gravy on that?'" And he goes, "No, I don't." I'm like, Ian, that's like a big chicken. That's all you're getting is a large chicken nugget, man. Like you gotta have some sauce on it. Ordered it without he wanted no gravy. Because no I had to be the no dry. sauce, no, no nothing. nothing, nothing. He ate that. He raw dogged that chicken fried steak, and I was like, that's that psychopath. Yeah, like that's disgusting. No, just it's up. not. No. Just <laughs> certain about. I it. grew up with them. I grew up with them, and not, I got a bad. No, I know it. Was, and he, yeah, did the same was, thing. he did the same thing with chicken. I won't. Nugget. It's psychopathic. I won't. I don't know if you can remember. <laughs> and I, I won't put that as a redeeming quality. <laughs> I remember we're. I know we're small town talking, but I, we would get the. Uh, you could get the forty piece chicken nuggets. And again, yeah. like and we would split that. And one time, the fifty piece at McDonald's oh, for ten that. bucks. Oh, you don't that. that was two thousand ten times. Yeah, don't fuck around. I walked into nobody fuck around. I walked into the Desoto McDonald's right after they started that, and I hear from the back, I need three hundred McNuggets, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn, holy <laughs> shit, that would be ten dollars in two thousand ten. <laughs> You could get a 50-piece for fucking 10 bucks. Right, Tim, let's go back to what I just said about fast food and being a family, man. <laughs> but no, no, no. That was then. $10. That was then. This is not now. That is not the only Jeez. option, bro. In fact, but you can definitely... You yeah. can, I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying the shit you can buy for that affordable price is high-grade from the store. No, it's not. I'm not saying that shit. But what I am saying gonna die is that it's cheaper than fast food. Even the value menu, don't fuck around. <laughs> it's still it's still some high dollar uh, shit uh, now compared to buying a twelve pack of ramen noodles for a buck twenty nine post pandemic. Those things are up in price too. They're like two twenty nine. So be it. You got however many meals, salty as fuck. Gonna yeah, make all fat. it is is sodium. That's the only thing you're getting. But it doesn't defeat the. It doesn't defeat the fact that it's cheaper than going out. No. And I gotta go back to Ian. Like, God bless him. I, I love Ian. Him so much. We'll, we'll shit on Ian a little yeah. more. Why not? That's my, that's my favorite. Activity. No, 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 no. That's what I do for fun. He just, he just always did that growing up. Like we would order the chicken nugget, the, the fifty or the forty together, yeah. and he just wouldn't. I was like, "What sauce do you want?" He's like, "Man, I'm good. Like I'm just, I'm cool with plain." And that's just his style. That's I'm a big sauce style. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a big. Yeah, nowadays, especially, but there's yeah, certain sauces you're like, you cut me, dude. McDonald's, no shame. McDonald's buffalo sauce is next fucking level. Time out. Do you remember there was a signature sauce they had and it went out? Did anybody try the signature mm-hmm. sauce? It was very good. I never even got it. was that Rick and Morty, whatever the fuck, wasn't it? No, it was Shezzy. No, that was when they had the Szechuan oh, sauce. That was people so people flipped the fuck out over. That was What was it? What's yeah, the Szechuan sauce. It was like a thing for People were trampling each other over yeah. that Popeye's chicken sandwich when it came well, out. Well, that, that wasn't worth trampling. That was a big deal. That's worth committing a broad sandwich. I would cross Okay, this this recent era of chicken sandwiches, Popeyes was the first to make it, Every, and no, everybody else copied them. I don't want to hear it otherwise. Yep. The the style that they made it, the big fluffy one, the yep, good yeah. fucking sandwich, mm-hmm. and Popeyes is grade fucking A. So yeah. they can still compete with everybody else's bullshit. How, the best sandwich. How many of those restaurants jumped on that hype train? Oh, People oh, were dying. Getting, oh you're like that's worth getting. Tripped. I would. I would die for one. I would die for one. <laughs> 
I would be willing to. They are good. Because you took it like three years. Somebody was cutting my hair once, like years ago, and she's like, "Can you believe that people are trampling each other over some food?" I'm like, bringing this up like during a haircut. I'm like, these people are going ape shit. Going back. This chicken sandwich. I didn't understand it, and then I ate it, and I was like, that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Is fucking God mode chicken sandwich. It is Let, good. Let's make some other arguments here and going back to the you know technology age that we're living in. Do you think that sandwich would have been as successful as it was if you know tech wasn't a thing, tweets weren't a thing, Facebook wasn't a thing? That's that's what I heard. I about mean, it was like people, on the internet was where I heard about it. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, it still would have spread. I mean, word of oh, mouth yeah. Yeah. takes a little hey, longer, but somebody would have ate it. Man, like this is a fantastic yeah, sandwich. And, and if, People really did die by that. I, uh, you know, like I said, you know, there are it might not have led to that. There might not have been a riot at the Popeyes if it wasn't for social media. But uh, and there were, and like we said, there are so many fast food restaurants that like tried to compare. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that none of them measure up. I tell you what, one dark horse one that I've always heard is incredible though is uh, apparently the Burger King chicken sandwich, their fried chicken sandwich. Apparently, that thing's the Chicking. The Chicking is what it's called. (laughs) What a name, the Chicking. Apparently that thing's amazing. No, I never, I never tried that one. But I'm also, I'm also generally afraid of Burger King, so I don't really know. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would. What's the story there? Why are you afraid of there? I've only eaten there a couple times, and I would say they've none, none of them have been very good experiences. Really? Can I tell you yeah. a disgusting a story about Burger King? From working there, oh, it was please. like my first job. <laughs> You're like, I need another reason to confirm my fear there. You worked for me. Enlighten us. We used to. You were like toss like. I think it was six Whoppers or eight burgers into the broiler, right? And they would shoot out of the thing into a pan. So when you pulled the pan out, the bottom of the pan would be filled with grease. Mm. So you'd have to get a pair of tongs and press the burgers down and flip the pan upside down into a bucket. And it would dump all the grease out. And it was just this plastic bucket that the pickles came in. I'm sorry, but if you have to include buckets when you're cooking food, then I think it's probably not. This thing sounds complicated. This thing would fill with grease to the brim and be like, like seventy-five, eighty pounds by the end. So tell me, enlighten me on throw up. Enlighten me on charbroiled because I'm a big fan of charbroiled. Like I really am. Like I think that Hardee's burger. I think it tastes better. I just like the I like the zing it's got. But like, is it just? Open flame? Is yeah, it's just open is? flame. So it's just much. It's so, like You can see the flames rising. Does it matter what the fuel source is? They just Propane? let that happen in a Burger King. That's I, I don't, I honestly <laughs> don't open know. flames in a Burger King. <laughs> it, it really is, yeah. It's there's been wild. a lot of I Burger mean, there's a hood. fires. Yeah. It's yeah. burned down. And there's shit. a hood that covers it. But yeah, because they put the grease bucket underneath the boiler. <laughs> That, right? seemed, that seems safe. <laughs> we gotta get a hold of that grease bucket. How is that? Burger <laughs> King not shut down. <laughs> and I, whenever you're like deck scrubbing the floor, the problem was you were like have to push the the bucket out of the way to like bucket, scrub yeah. underneath where the bucket was, <laughs> and it would move the grease around, and bubbles would rise to the top and pop, and it smelt <laughs> like <laughs> somebody <laughs> shit. In the kitchen. Did it, well, ever, did it ever like? I will never be in a Burger King again. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> did it ever, and I love Burger King. He's like looking he for the reason. He still it's loves still, it. It still is good. He still loves it. Did it ever like solidify like grease bucket? Like their chicken just, like, fries, badass. Like, you mean chicken oh, it would after a while, but you we no. usually throw. It's you had some shit ones then. <laughs> No, I think that's just called all of them, Tim. Ball bearings. Fucked up their uh, what, so, so what is? Let me ask this: What is everybody's favorite fast food place? I, I think, dude, I, I, Wendy's White Castle Arby's. 
Yeah, yeah I guess honestly, Arby's and Wendy's are both pretty underrated, I feel like. Because the typical ones you think of, a lot of people think of Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's um, pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. So I think some of those other ones get overlooked, whereas like Arby's has like really good curly fries, is good. tremendous shakes. I mean, if you oh, don't like yeah. roast beef, that's one thing. But people don't realize they have a lot of other sandwiches on their menu, too, that are really good. Uh, and, Ar- and Arby's sauce, by the way, I'd put that on a shoe and eat that. Arby's <laughs> sauce is so good. Let, let's rephrase the, can I rephrase the question? No, you can't. Okay, yeah, we'll try to change it up. No, you can't. <laughs> let's say instead of your favorite, what, if you had to eat it the rest of your life, where would you go? One place at a choose. I mean, See, for anything me, you eat it. three times a day or, or however often, it's going to get old. Yeah, it's going to be disgusting. It will, but like, what, would you have to choose? Like, what would you choose if you know that's your, your option? See, for me, underrated one, which I'm super excited is coming to Festus, Culver's. Culver's is so good. It is. Burger. And they pay well, and in Culver's, really? they actually fucking make all their shit pretty fresh. It's it's actually really in their root beer that's signature. Oh yeah, it's very good. really good. I too. wonder if they have ice cream. I wonder if they have a grease bucket. Uh, with, and, and I and I'm a big and I'm a big I'm a big proponent for shitting on crinkle cut fries. But crinkle cut are they're the worst. Easily the worst style. It's not even close. Have you had waffle fries, straight fries, curly fries? All the fries are better, and it's not even close. Like like why do you think crinkle? McDonald's fries, tremendous. Do you think overrated. do you think crinkle cuts are cheap? Is that why? They are. In in White Castle is the worst about it. They bring them from the freezer to the cooler and they're like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even cook these. No, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, there's some soggy shit. There's a lot of potato in there, I I guess. Yeah. Whatever it is. A lot it's of just paste. Shamit, yeah, I don't know if you watched. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the Dahmer series or not. No, I, no. oh, that was fucked. I have so I you listened, like it. <laughs> I listened to that on. What's that supposed to be? I went to. Uh, I was on a seventeen-hour uh, drive up to Pennsylvania. That was in COVID when I went to be a farrier assistant. Yeah, that yeah. was a pretty weird time for you. That was I'm still in it. Uh, but That's true. The, what? What are you saying? A what? What's going on? No, I went. Mitchell's uh, had one or five jobs in. A failure assistant. So let's hear what's going on. Do you know what? It was just something I wanted to try, and I had the opportunity to do so. But uh, (laughs) a farrier, a farrier is somebody who trims and shoes horses. So like the like the like metal like horseshoe that goes attaches to the the bottom of the uh, horse's hoof. It's actually to prevent if you ride a horse constantly, their their hoof will wear down to a nub, and so that's why they have to use a uh, farrier. So I, I actually didn't see the equestrian it. part of this coming out, but I'm excited. I did. I, I I found it somehow an assistant job online, and I was like, I'll entertain that. It was in Pennsylvania, so I drove all the way 17 hours, and I listened. I wanted to listen to the Dahmers. Like, what was the story, right? What was it? And it, it I, I I emotionally got scarred from listening to that. It was very detailed, very specific. It was like 10 hours long, and they went into the in depth. So I did not watch the show. Um, but <laughs> he's was, an interesting character. I bet that's for sure. Right. Show I mean, I know. Yeah. Mis- misunderstood. I, I, I just know. mean, yeah. Like, what? What? <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> Nothing. He was misunderstood. <laughs> he was misunderstood. Man, he just wanted to eat. So he, he got, had like, some mental issues. He died in prison, correct? He got he killed. Death in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't listen to the <laughs> ending of his. Uh, there, the podcast did not cover that. So. Yeah. <laughs> he got murdered. That part, I don't give a shit. <laughs> See, yeah, I was expecting. Dead. I was expecting when you said fairy assistant. I thought that you would be like 
helping a dude that operated a ferry. I thought you were like tossing <laughs> yeah. the anchor down. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that that's a rough job. These guys, these farriers, very brutal job. Bent over all the time. You're picking up these horses' shoes or kicking them all the time. Yeah, that's like, the thing. I'd be worried about getting kicked by a horse. Oh man, it's bad. But like this guy was pulling down. He's pulling down half a million dollars a year. Being he was a vet. Loved horses so much, he converted into being wanted to do just horse-specific things and realized he could make a lot of money. Pennsylvania's horse country. One of his contacts, or one of his... And uh, Amish people. <laughs> yeah. One of his, uh, actually his clients was the Mars Candy Bar Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was their farm. So he would shoe all their horses and people would go out there and ride horses. Equestrian style. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, like, the, the slick back helmets and they yeah. go over, like, that's... Big, ritzy horse money, and he would shoe those. He was actually a part of the Olympic team, the U.S. Olympic uh, equestrian team, and he would shoe, he traveled with them and went overseas. They flew horses, he told me about, like got them on planes and flew them overseas. And it was, it's, a whole, it's a whole money pit. So I helped him for three days and realized that's not what I want to do. So I came back home. And <laughs> yeah, this dude drove 17 hours there for three days and come back. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, it was a time. That just time. seems like that's one of those sports, though. I guess sport. But yeah. like, it's one of those things where it just seems like the richest of the rich. Well, are in that. Oh, yeah. and you're right because, you know, it's it, it's expensive. It's not, it's just like a vehicle. You know, you got to always be con- like, got to always feed it, got to always water it, got to always take care of it. And so, uh, it's rich, just. Rich people have horses and rich people have walk in pantries. Those are the two <laughs> things that. And we know like two men a walking pantry. And we know one of those people sitting right here, right? That's now. right. We know the richest guy I know. The richest guy I know is right here. Because of a walking pantry. Hey, I never had a walking pantry. I know I'm not rich, so. <laughs> but you're exactly right. You know, it's uh, it's it's sport. hockey also was a sport and, that is very yeah. pricey. Oh, why don't you tell the story about when you infiltrated much. the Blues locker room? Oh, oh I don't know one. if I want to do that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's hear it. Oh man, it's already um, been it's already been exposed. That's I guess right. so. I guess we're past the there's no, there's, no, there's no crimes yeah, that you committed yeah. that you committed. So uh, I, I used to work for a company that worked on uh, that worked on some uh, sterilization equipment, and one of the you get pinged on your phone, and it was like you could read where the subject line is heading, like your destination. And one was the Enterprise Center, and so I was like, oh okay. So I looked and I looked at and read through the notes, and it said something about the Blues locker room. So I went down into the actual Blues locker room. And uh, some guy, one, it was one guy, they weren't there, obviously, it was like midday on a weekday or something like that, so I don't know where everybody was, but I went through and uh, got access into the entire locker room, and he's like, all right, here it is, bye. And so he left me to the entire locker room. So I walked around, man, and I snooped, and I turned on lights, I looked at people's <laughs> lockers, I saw all the players' lockers, like their personal just let him go with that. <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing, and I was like, I don't think I should be in here. I was like, I, I, I After all of that. that. Yeah, their showers, they had their own personal shower caddies, like their own like little, like, their style of soaps, and like each player, and I was like, I do not need to be in here. <laughs> so I got in, I fixed my equipment, and uh, yeah, and I got out, and that's all I'm going to say about that one, but it was uh, it <laughs> That's was, all. It was, after uh, I saw the personal shit, after I dabbled in a little bit, yeah, said, yeah, this yeah. is a bridge too far. <laughs> no, it was, it was a neat experience. After I lifted a few items from the water, <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? I shouldn't be here anymore. No, no. I bolted from my van and went straight home. <laughs> So no, like Ryan like, O'Reilly skates yeah, around yeah, his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. It was a good time. Let's yeah. go Blues. <laughs> Big fan. No, it was a cool experience, but I definitely felt very out of place. I was like, this is... It was so weird, too, man. He just gave me the piece and walked out. I was like, 
I don't even know where I like. I guess I go back out the same way I came in. Passcoded me in and everything. Like it was a whole uh, ordeal. Fixed it. it was only like thirty minutes. Fixed it and walked out. So it was a pretty cool experience. But uh, I sent them Snapchats. You know, I was like, oh, like this is where I'm at. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't get. It's into a cool experience. Didn't get into the personal stuff, but you know, like try to respect that. Not so. much. No. Plus, <laughs> no, I'm sure there are definitely cameras. In the oh, car. absolutely. There but even not in the showers. Yeah, I looked. There can't be I was like, showers. am I like on cameras in here? They're like, no, like no cameras down there. Actually, there was, <laughs> I, was very, I was very surprised by that because it technically is a locker room, right? They change, they shower in there, so I don't yeah. think there is a lot of cameras down in there. So that's what it was weird. But they had the whole eight, like athletic tables set up, tape, heated towels, like everything down there. So it was pretty. More towels. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> I've heard players actually like complain about that in all the sports that like they feel like the locker room is not as private as it should be because really? like yeah. after games yeah. they'll be like changing out of their uniforms they'll be like the half naked there, maybe? and they'll bring in like families and yeah. shit with kids yeah. be like yeah they're here to meet it's right. like what the hell what are you doing close your eyes everywhere they let the media in there yeah warning dicks in people yeah people have got their dicks out they said that there was like some incident with the Vikings, I think, in the or like early two thousands, where they like oh, let media boy. in oh, to like interview people and shit. They brought cameras in and like they sat down with a guy to interview him. But that is and true. like a Vikings player just walked by with his dick out. He's like, oh, <laughs> full, full <laughs> it's, hey, that's for free. Too. But it is true. Like, when they, when like when they're interviewing NBA players, like after they got their own cubbies behind them and they got all the cameras right there. I mean, that's yeah. gotta be where they change, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah. that's where they change. Like they're right there. Smack dab in the middle. I wonder if they get like a break, like 30, you got 10 minutes to change. At that 10 minute mark, they're coming in, recorders out, and cameras on. You hear the so. knock on the door, and you're tucking that shit in between your legs, and you're trying to get off in the shower. Oh no. That's why they're so crabby all the time in their interviews. It's like, gosh, I, I haven't even showered yet. It's like, I just lost, and I, I'm like, I'm half naked here, and you're trying to yeah, interview yeah. me. How do you feel about how that game went? You know, it's like shoving a camera in my heart in your face. You're like, well, I feel a lot better shit. if you fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No shit. If you, being in your adult uh, body. He was rude whenever I interviewed him. Yeah. Being in your adult body and mindset right now, if you had a contract to sign for any professional sport, what would it be? In what position? A backup quarterback on an NFL team. Let me ride the bench and get paid and don't get blasted. Why wouldn't you be like backup like choice. kicker, backup kicker, or something like that? Backup quarterbacks get paid a lot more because you're going to get paid a fuck and you're going to. But chances are the quarterbacks are going to get hurt. Yeah, at some point you're, you're going to, and come. then I'll retire. Like, it's like <laughs> hey, Alex, you're going in. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm going to Antonio Brown take off my helmet. One day too late, I retired yesterday. Here you go. Damn, I just quit playing football. I heard, well, damn, oh, it's too late to try to distance yourself from the helmet in their uniform. I heard, I heard baseball is like probably where it's at. Like a lot of money, not a lot of activity. You get to be very old in it. I'd be a relief <laughs> pitcher. I'd be a relief yeah. pitcher. If I, could I mean, in terms of passion, it would, be, it would obviously be great to be one of the highest paid professional wrestlers in the world. Um, because you need be making millions of bucks. And sometimes you don't even have to work. You just got to cut promos and, yeah. and keep the limelight. But... Obviously, have... baseball has what they call "fuck you" money. Yeah, where like you're getting paid and you don't even have that great of a chance of getting injured. You might have to play 162 or whatever games, but like baseball doesn't have the kind of impactful action 
every play that's going to... Some of the outfielders, they don't see action for innings in a row. Nobody, you know, like, you don't even have to do that much. And important, remember, with contracts, you want to get into the technical thing, baseball contracts, all that money's guaranteed. NFL yeah, is really. not, not guaranteed. Really. You only yeah, have there's a certain he, amount. I live, I live vicariously through Alex's sports. Like, I mean, to the point where it's it's pretty embarrassing. Like, I'm, I don't know. i just never really been into, into sports that much. The biggest sport I'm in is... Uh, the University of KU and uh, yeah, yeah. disgusting. All and, of your uh, knowledge, with my, all with, my knowledge, with, with my Missouri sweatshirt, uh, he's a big fan. So he's getting some of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we win, like you know. I, but I mean, Alex is very, very knowledgeable in the sport. Oh yeah, uh, in the sports world. It's pretty much what I spend my free time doing: video games and sports. Pretty much it. What have you been playing video game wise lately? Uh, to Hogwarts Legacy, my man. Everybody's talking about it. World. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a badass game. It's, it is. It's great. Have you not, have you not, I have not played it yet. No. Did I you ever not. watch any of the movies? Oh, I've watched all the movies. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've okay. okay I haven't watched all of yeah. the um, the Fantastic Beast movies. No, I haven't. Watched, I haven't seen them. Yeah. I, have, I mean, I've seen all the Harry Potters at least three or four times. Sam, um, really? You seen it that many? times? No, but they're all. I don't. I'm not as knowledgeable about it as I am. For something like Star Wars or like maybe Lord of the Rings or whatever, I know the movies, but I, I sometimes I forget what happens when in certain areas. Um, but I've seen them enough throughout yeah. the years to just kind of be able to, to to gauge what the story, you know. So you're more knowledgeable in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, hundred percent. Oh, than, I, than Harry Potter. Yeah. I really want to get you to talk to Jake Tebow because like that's his that's his niche is like he knows Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. He's big yeah, yeah. in like family. Hobbit and all that kind of See, stuff. And I, and I, I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get into some of that. Is, is well, man, over. it's it's a it's in depth, and I also think it's because other people and other authors get to spin off into that, and they get these yeah. own like they get to create things, you know. And I don't think many people. What have is done your? That have you kept up with any like franchises or anything like that? Like you know, I I, I have not. Oh, I was gonna bring this up at some point, and uh, but what is I your, am a sucker for monsters. Any creature, any big, big monster. Foot. He's a big bigfoot. Big I have oh, watched the Godzilla King Kong movies oh, and all my that. Goodness, that, 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 that they did that so. mashup monster movie right though. I thought that King you, Kong versus yeah. Godzilla movie was I saw a clip of that today right. and it just was like yeah, it was we, just did, crazy. we did see that in theaters. Apparently yeah. the claim of the first Godzilla, the first modern one in 2014, 2012, yeah. whatever that was. 14. Apparently they made some crazy astronomical leap with like computing and it took like some ridiculous amount of computing power to render the first god the big Godzilla. And man, like I don't know, I'm just a sucker for it because it, the 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 story can be absolutely like like dog doo doo and I am and usually because, is yeah and I'm usually you know how many good. awful fucking Bigfoot movies I've watched with this guy <laughs> they're not that bad mean, they're really bad that's an oddly specific I don't know they're really bad uh, I'm like I like I like the I love to entertain the thought of uh, the cryptid Bigfoot being actually real and one of my favorite podcasts we talked about you know what do you listen to when I listen to podcasts one of my favorite ones is called Sasquatch Chronicles listen to Big and it's and it's all this guy. He invites these people on. They write in and they share their Bigfoot encounters. I'm not kidding you. And it, like some of the stuff is like really like, oh, that's kind of weird. But if it's true, you know, we just talked about them. Really, we just brought up Bigfoot like a few episodes ago, or maybe yeah, it wasn't very long ago at all. In a comical sense, or like in a, like a real. It was like one shot. of the topics that are. Yeah, he, I'm gonna not, go. He's not, he's not joking. I'm gonna like, go if we're gonna talk comical. Like you know, I'm gonna, yeah, he, he's <laughs> offended if you I'm, joke about no, Bigfoot. I'm, I'm teasing. No, I, I am interested though in like cryptids and stuff too. I get it. I have a big book of like, I mean, different I, cryptids in each state and stuff. I, I, and I shoot, I shoot it right down the middle. Like, I really, I if it's real, 
okay, like, I'm not going to go around. Yeah, I, same I, way. I, might, I might toot a little bit and be like, see, I told you. But if it's not real, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I do, yeah, yeah, like... You, yes, you will. No, <laughs> I'm not. I've known you long enough that you will not oh, no. give up until you no. 100% are sure. So if you can somehow prove that Bigfoot's not out there, but if you can't 100% prove it, you won't give up. You were going to go to Oklahoma and hunt for the damn Bigfoot. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were paying true. money for people you can find the Bigfoot. That is not true. That's true. That's not true. That's true. That would be fun, though. That's true. Like, to no, go I would, out and I would look not, for a cryptid, it'd be dope. I would, I would not go on that. Like, some of those stories are absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Dude, I hey, don't care. Speaking of which, call back to the Pennsylvania trip. Uh, I had 17 hours, 10 of it was eaten up by the Jeffrey Dahmer podcast. I had another seven to fill in. Uh, filled it in with Sasquatch Chronicles. And uh, I actually got scared. I won't lie. I freaked myself out. I got to that guy's home. I got to that guy's home. I slept on the first floor. He he let me stay there, and uh, this was during peak COVID too. So it was pretty weird that like some guy just let me in, and we talked on the phone for a little bit. Like I said, it was a time still in it, but uh, they all stayed on the second floor, and I stayed on the first floor, and it was in the deep woods of Pennsylvania, and it was like very, it was kind of spooky. Sat myself out so much that I couldn't find. There was an open window on the first floor, and most of the encounters are like Sasquatch peeking into the windows. And uh, I sat I, I myself out and like, What's going on I here? Tried, to, tried to cover up the windows and uh, yeah, I just freaked myself. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I listened to that. I haven't been into that one as much, honestly. I, re- I remember there was a Sasquatch movie that we watched where there was a camera shot of these people in a tent. Oh, that, okay? was, that was the bad one. Listening to sounds of Bigfoot out around them. Point. What, 45 minutes? No, it was like over an hour. It, it was, was one camera shot. They were just listening, and they're bad. scared. And a t- for an hour. But that, That's all it was. But that one bad one, we counteracted with that super gory one. You remember that one that was like really intense? Really no, I tried, to, I tried to forget all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were all so bad. But you asked, going back, you asked what franchises I follow, and, and um, I don't follow too many. How many uh, Bigfoot movies You'd be surprised, yeah, my lot. friend. It's open domain. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They, you give people Apparently a camera, they'll record it anything. It's open domain. Look, I'm good. I love a good creature feature, especially like yeah. the classic there ones. You go. Yeah. But I'm not going to just go down the specific lane of Sasquatch and just watch Sasquatch. <laughs> don't worry, you will. Well, you got to listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, and that'll get you into the, you know. Oh, yeah. you know. But, it's like uh, a gateway drug Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I am. I'm a big creature feature guy. Yeah, so, they're fun. And, I mean, I don't know what you guys... Because some people, like, a lot of our friend group won't. They're like, dude, like, it's got to have some story to it. And I can seriously watch and... Uh, I can watch... the Sitting in the tent for one camera angle at an hour, that was bad. I, was I, I won't lie. But I could, go through a, I could go through a... Watch a movie and not feel like I wasted uh, my time that's got a creature in it. Speaking of movies, though, that's, like, the best superhero movie of all time we were talking about this if you ever had a sh- chance to watch it on YouTube it's called Spaghetti Man I don't know if you've ever seen that before I would 110% recommend everybody watch that movie Spaghetti Man essentially about a story about a guy down on his luck low on cash who one night goes home heats up a bowl of spaghetti and there's an accident with the microwave he then has the ability to shoot spaghetti out of his hand and he basically charges people money to save them He'll come and help you, and then he'll demand money payment for you to help, for him to help you. So he's like a he's a hero or a villain? Oh, he's a good guy. He's a piece of shit. Doesn't he's a sound guy. like a good guy. It's a great movie. Yes, Everybody should watch it. You're gonna pay me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, how can I ever repay you? Well, you got forty bucks. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any monsters? No, spaghetti man. Give me a chance. Watch that. Watch it. Is the guy shooting spaghetti, and you want a monster? <laughs> He's the, yeah, the villain. 
The spaghetti man got to fight off Sasquatch. Hey, spaghetti, spaghetti man versus... Let's make that sequel. Huh? Spaghetti man versus Bigfoot. He's just sp- shooting spaghetti and meatball in Godzilla's face. Trying to <laughs> tell him. Yeah. Take him out. Never get a chance. You got nothing to do. Look it up. Spaghetti like, man. Oh. Spaghetti man. What's Fuck, the last that sounds absolutely terrible, but in an okay way. <laughs> it's great. What's the? I've what, seen it more than once. If that's <laughs> worth anything. What's the most recent? Uh, be like, like you did not like the movie. What was the most recent movie you watched that you did not like? Like in theaters or just in general? I think in general it's fine. Um, I mean, there were some movies that I thought were probably trash that I watched over like horror season, which Same. is like you know fall time. Yeah. And we watch, we binge just a fuckload of horror movies. But you went into it knowing that it was. I, I'm saying no, 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 no. Like I look oh. up things and I'm just like, even if they were positively rated or whatever, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I might give this a shot. But every year, like you try to introduce new ones. Yeah. And uh, Alex, I mean, last time we hung out, like I was probably still like making, you know, we were like doing like horror lists and just trying to get through a lot of the good ones we like. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth or like Donnie Darko or like a lot of the just the, the that that time of year esque movies. Yeah. yeah. We try to get through those like during that time, um, but there was just some like maybe some of even the Netflix originals that I saw, and like I was just like that was just fucking disappointing. <laughs> I was like I just didn't like it. I just didn't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I have to care. Yeah, I feel never will I, you know, and that's kind of who I am too. I'm like, but never will I apologize for. And like I'll I'll apologize whenever I've done something right wrong or whatever. But I'm like I I won't apologize for feeling things. That I'm passionate about intensely, and just in, and and relaying that to whoever I feel like will might be interested or to, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I like if I if I'm like you need to watch this yeah. or you need to listen to this or experience this. I'm like it made me feel a certain way. That I'm like at least if you can pick up ten percent of that, <laughs> yeah. that's all I can ask based on if I recommend it to you. So movies can get you there. Um, Songs. Oh yeah, but so, I mean any you know honestly. Uh, you know, what did Shia LaBeouf say? Anything that moves you is art. Anything that can move you and set your and off put your emotions yeah. in like a certain way that can just totally make you learn from it. I like I'm a fan of that. Like and I'm also a fan of just entertainment. That's why I like if shit is entertaining, even if it's dark humor, if it's bad, like even if people are like, Oh my god, did you see what happened? I'd be like, Yeah, I did. It made me laugh for like, like ten the best minutes. Movie of all time, basketball. Everybody yeah. hates that movie. I love yeah. that movie. It's so good. I've seen basketball. Joey Diaz was in basketball. Yeah. A lot of the comedians talk about it pretty positive. Bob, like, Bob Costas uh, was on record as saying it was one of the biggest mistakes of his career <laughs> doing baseball. <laughs> I said, no, don't, don't sell yourself short, Bob. It was a great movie. That's, what is like, what are, what are some of you guys' like favorite sports movies? Honestly, mm-hmm. what I always loved, I fucking loved 61 in Moneyball with Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill and all that. I never saw that one. That I, was I, such I a good, good fucking movie. Major League, that's a pretty common answer, but Major League is just a yeah. classic movie. Charlie Sheen? movie, yeah. Yeah, well, thing. everybody loves Charlie Sheen, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's a character. You like it? Yeah, everybody loves well, him. Yeah, everybody well. loves him. Uh, Charlie I would, Sheen likes drugs. I would say Hoosiers is an old classic. Good Hoosiers movie. Is crazy good movie. Movie. I hit a little too close to home, though. I didn't like that one. I, I liked it one, I think, for that reason. Is that I uh, compared to a lot, or I guess I assimilated a lot with one of the guys on there and how he grew up. So. Uh, Coach Carter, it's a great movie. Too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Invincible, Mark Wahlberg. That was Invincible was really good too. Yeah, there's uh, so many. Remember good the Titans. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, hundred percent. Um, My favorite sports movie, probably one of the Rockies. 
The Rockies. You know, I got <laughs> See, into those them. Are really good I got into them in high school. I watched them back to back. I think I got to the third one. Um, there was four very good. We're all fucking solid. And honestly, solid. Rocky Balboa was really good too. But five. God. What was five? What was the? He wasn't. He didn't have a professional fight. It was like a street fight, but it just it wasn't. It, there was it was build up for essentially nothing. It felt like speaking. It wasn't of, an he was like a trainer for Elijah Morrison, who was a real boxer at the time. Really. Speaking of the uh, Rocky movies, the franchise that spun off of that is doing like really well. Still, is the oh, yeah. Creed movies mm-hmm. it just came out? Yeah, three. I might, three? I might go see that. No, the third one. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be it or not. It's Michael the B. first uh, direct. It's their directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan. I'm so. a big fan okay. of Michael. Oh, he's directing the third. Yeah, he directed. He directed it. Oh, nice. I'm a big fan of him <laughs> as an actor. He did really well in uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Thank you. Yeah. I liked him. And he was the villain. Yep, he was the villain. Um, and that's the definition of a good actor to me, is if you can play both sides of the aisle, right? You can be a oh really yeah. bad guy. Well, and not really just that, guy. but if you can play dramatic, you can play funny, mm-hmm. you can play... And that's what makes you a real actor. That's what Absolutely, I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah. Like, somebody said it in, uh, maybe on a podcast, really good, is that comedians can make for good actors, but all actors definitely cannot make for good comedians. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. comedians, they understand that in stage presence and, and uh, having a grasp on the audience's emotions. Whereas actors, it's, you know, not to discount what they do either, but it's for a movie or it's for something that's not a live audience and you can't really gauge how they're going to react to that. It's why wrestlers, a lot of times, if they get really good, are good actors. Like, it's it's like the one professional profession that involves everything. A little bit of acting, and and you're an athlete, and you're you know what I'm saying like you're Cow. doing different things, um, but that's why like you have a lot of respect for people in entertainment, especially if they're versatile and can do different things. Um, artists and musicians that can act and they can also be convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that can kind of cross over into another territory is kind of like gauges your interest. Did you guys see fucking LeBron's uh, Space, Space Jam? Jam? I did no, not watch that. No. no. We watched that together. Didn't I don't we? know why I saw that, but I, I don't know if he got nominated for like a Razzie or something. Or I think no, it won no. it, but it was it was not. It was KD had his, his movie too, right? His his acting, but the thing is, it wasn't based on his know. acting, but his acting was not good. Is what I will say. Right. Not to say that Michael Jordan's was great in in the original, but like I think it, it helps. Cool. It helps that it was first. It, like Michael it does. Was it does, first. and it probably was better. Yes, one hundred percent. The movie um, was all around. You said you going back. I think comedy is like. And again, I, I have no expertise in either of these, but I feel like comedy is the um, the prestige of, of social, I don't know how you can even explain it. Because like you're saying, you have to uncover so many layers that aren't easily laid out. It's kind of the last frontier yeah. that's, that's untapped and unsaturated by public... Influence and I'm not even in social influence. I don't think, and again, I have no expertise in saying this. I don't think it ever will be because it has that layer of you're always scraping as close as you can to get to you know what's funny and yeah, and what to do that think is funny. Dig into the truth a little bit, and everybody has to realize that even though it's a little harsh and a little dark humor, it's it's true. And these are the people that toe the line. It's gutsy. And I think it's important for that to remain in society. I don't think everybody needs to be censored. I 100% if, if, agree. If we're, if, what, like, what are we? Like, come yeah. on. Here's the thing. I 100% agree. Art is art. And it should be allowed to be what it is. I'm not saying you should be blatantly homophobic right. or racist or right. whatever. Like, there's, I think everybody that is reasonable understands where the line is. And that... Anybody that's also reasonable understands that, like, hey, I'm not making fun of anybody specific. I'm making fun of everybody. Yeah, correct. And this is art, and this is the stage, and this is this is 
This is not the rule. This is the exception. This is where we can make fun of everything yeah. and it'd be totally fine. First of all, you paid a ticket. I'm going to say <laughs> what the fuck I want up here because you paid. Yeah. If you're if you're offended by it, once again, not purposely going out of my way to offend you, but if you're offended by it, you can fucking leave. You can not buy a ticket. You can, you know what I'm saying? You're paying for the entertainment. Right. That is the place that that should exist and remain prestigious yeah it's because tough. because it's art it's not life whenever art whenever life reflects art though there is influence in a negative way then that's not a good thing but that's why it should always remain it's the shit it's it's shit that we create in a fictional world and we all know it and we all love it because that's all the mediums of entertainment mm-hmm. that we can enjoy in a lot of ways even sports are a legitimate competition it's still a getaway from just the normalcy of, of life all the time. Oh, yeah. Because it's a different way. In a lot of ways, you can look at sports as like war, too. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 constructed in such a manner to where it's competitive and entertaining at the same time. Yeah. And there's stars and there's people that attract your attention. Um, but I think if you, if you try to make everything virtue signaling, hey, I'm typing, I'm on the right side, make sure that, make sure everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, the creativity is lost. Like, you should, once again, I shouldn't even have to say this, but you're, if you're, you know, you're not purposely going out of your way to be an asshole, but you're making fun of a little bit of this and that, and what you feel is presented into your art, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's the art. It's not reality. It's, it's what you're trying to get people to see or, or comprehend that isn't real life because for once we're not looking at that. We're looking at the shit that we created you know what I mean? I think all good comedy makes everybody a little uncomfortable, right? Like yeah. you're, you're hitting that point where it's like so funny, right? Yeah. Or it's like that joke where you're like, "Oh damn, I shouldn't laugh at that," but that was funny as hell. Like, yeah, when the crowd goes, "Ooh," yeah. you know you got them. Yeah, it's a little bit of a flinch almost at first, and then you start laughing. Yeah, that's just <laughs> just mayhem. Yeah, I don't know. And 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 two comedies changed so much over the years. Like remember, like was like that Eddie Murphy raw from like back in like the oh, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. It's like back then the stuff that he talked about, it's like, holy shit, you believe he's talking about that? And then you just see comedians now, they're just like just saying some obscene shit. And you're just like, oh, well, just another, just yeah. another, just another laugh that we're having. And it's you like. Just talk about the raunchiest. Yeah. Like sex stories. Or right. just like they can do things that seem slightly even like backwards or offensive or racist but it, they can do it in a light where you know right. that they're not a really that way, way right. you know, to where you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. That's like, I really appreciate, like, small comedians who you see videos of who are just working the crowd. Like, I love those ones that you just oh, yeah. call people out in the crowd and you're just having, like, conversations. and Like the little reels where they're yeah, like, wait, yeah. what did you say? Right, right. <laughs> just I, just I love those. It. Here's the thing. They're called jokes. Oh, yeah. Don't come there looking to be offended. Right. Why would you show up yeah. if that was at all on your radar? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the place for you. That's not the place for you. These places are harsh. Like, they're funny, but it's the fact that they're willing to toe the line and, like, make no exception. They are probably the last frontier in society that is really standing between the bridge of what's acceptable and what's not and allowed to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is I kind mean, of unfortunate because it's just that. like you feel. And once again, not to sound like that, but I hate censorship for the fact that when it's used to censor art in something that you would otherwise just create, it doesn't mean you're trying to be an asshole, but it's just like, I don't like 
restrictions being put on that. Sure. Whatever you're creating should be allowed to be yours and wholesomely what you want it to be. Yeah. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like I understand, you know, people's feelings being hurt, but you also cannot discount or, or, or disavow history for what it was. Some of this shit was harsh. Some of these stories need to be told because it's what happened. Yeah. It's even worse if we act like it never happened and we never did that. Because that's dishonest. And what are we teaching if we're teaching dishonest history? I'm saying, like, nobody's going to have any idea what the world was like and how far we've come from that point forward. Oh, yeah. PG, you know, 13 movies, even rated R, whatever, rated R is one thing. But, like, we've even talked before in the 90s and the 2000s, you hear some of the shit in those movies that are PG-13, what they got away with. Oh, yeah. You're like, holy shit! It was some sinister, fucking, uh, hilarious comedy, though, still. Yeah. And what they're allowed to say, it was just like, holy shit. Comedy but movies aren't made comedy the way they aren't were. Really made. It's yeah, almost it's... like other genres have comedy sprinkled into them now. Yeah. It's not like there's... Everybody any... tries to be funny, like a... even though it's not like yeah. what their goal is. They yeah. try to put it in there, and it's like, uh, it doesn't. Because they're like, if they, if they feel like they're going to make a harsh enough comedy, it's going to be distasteful to the wrong people. And it's like, okay, well, fuck those people. Make it for everybody else. Don't make it for the people that are trying to be offended by everything. Yeah. They they, they don't appreciate art in the first place. So I'm Period. looking forward to Burt Kreischer and Mark Hamill's The Machine. Yeah. Because he that, promised yeah. that that's going to be, he's like, yeah. it's going to be like an old comedy. I'm going to try to bring comedies back. That's like what he's like previewing it as. So it's like, you fucking better deliver. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard Chris Rock is doing a really good. He's on a really good run right now. Yeah, he just did a the first ever live Netflix special. Yeah, shot I, I don't know if you saw any of that, but whenever he went off telling the story, talking more about the whole the Will Smith thing. Oh, he and, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, he talks more about that. Man, he he, he laid it on thick. <laughs> it was really? pretty, it was pretty interesting. Is, yeah, there is there a lot of beef there still? Like, uh, there is. It's it's an interesting story. Like I said, I I would watch it because he kind of gives a lot of explanation about like. Hey man, everybody knew that Will Smith's wife was cheating on him, and he's like, "I tried to." He's like, "I tried to reach out and talk to him, and he hit me." Of all the people, he's like, <laughs> that, "I tried to talk to him." He that hit looked me. like such a stunt, though, from different from man. Different it, it, I, yeah, I, I saw that. What, what, that was always that was really uh, an interesting argument that people had. Like, was it real? Was it? Yeah. Keep my wife's name on you, but it's like your wife was cheating on you, yeah. motherfucker. Literally, everybody knew it. Well, yeah, we well, went on TV and talked at. about so, it. So, like, what yeah. happened? She like would just like she just. With multiple people or one person? Supposedly it was with their son's friend. <laughs> yeah. So, Which is like one like of the worst Jayden's friend. Yeah, yeah. And Jaden's like, Which what, 18? Is... He's, he's like 21. <laughs> he's hopefully he's older than that now. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he's older than that probably. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing was crazy though. <laughs> I do, I mean, and I don't know, we're totally giving a lot of... Uh, look into an insight on a relationship that we know nothing about but I wonder if it is like he was just in just a toxic situation just like he like had no way out I, I, I mean, mean he felt like he needed to do it because Chris Rock bashed Jada and then Jada just kind of like looked at Will like are you going to do some shit here well like what I'm saying before all of that what type of headspace was he in you know what I mean if yeah. you really wanted to I still I felt like still it looked to. like yeah. a fucking stunt to be honest with you yeah and there was like I, I, I don't know I don't know, that happening live, no no cuts, no cameras, no, oh, this or that, and then them filming it all, and Chris Lock, or Lock, like, fucking Rock, 
uh, smiling when he gets done. And letting them on stage, too. Don't they? I don't know. his hands in his pockets. I don't know, when man. When he walked up I, charging. I think a lot of things, and this could be my <laughs> professional wrestling mind, but like some things are a work. And guess what? Guess what it did? Yeah, it got it every motherfucker oh, talking did. about yeah, it the next it. week. That's what it's all about. Well, and even, the, you know, that's what I've heard, too, about Chris Rock. You know, his my, his success might not have been as, you know, great if it wasn't for this skit. If it was a skit, right? Well, I mean, Chris Rock was already Chris Rock. He's good. Well, 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 well established. Not trying to say that it would made this tour. Oh, correct. Like, on oh, okay. I'm sorry. Tour, yeah, this special, okay. this Netflix tour he was doing. Everybody turn, tuning in to see what he had to say about exactly. But honestly, it's interesting anything. because he, he never really had the chance to come out and talk about it until until this. So, like, that's yeah. well, why he, wouldn't you sell it on that? He didn't because he had a special coming up. So, that's yeah. exactly what Alex was saying. It's and like, not, don't say anything purposely so that way you can. If anything, that feeds the point of it being a work. Correct. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, not saying it was or wasn't, but. If you guys uh, want to go ahead and take a break, we can take an old break and come back in with the good, the bad, and the shit. <laughs> we know you're ready for it, Alex and Mitchell. So yeah. all the crowd's ready for it. We will be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after our break, and we are here with Alex and Mitchell. And we, it is time for some good, the bad, and the shits for the first time ever. You guys get to experience it. Oh, I'm going to pop yeah. one here, and Elijah, what do you got? <clears throat> well, let's see here. Started, started off light, with, you know. Light. Uh, light! What is your guys' opinion on the old classic, you can make it cheap, you can have it expensive, <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. Oh. Okay. See, I've never been a spaghetti guy. Don't really care for it. <laughs> you were just talking you were about just spaghetti, talking man. About spaghetti. Yeah, well, that's a that's an entity. That's not uh, the spaghetti man is a, an entity. It's not, not indicative of his opinion of spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, watching, right. Watching that—that's my favorite form of spaghetti. Is man form. So <laughs> watching that movie, I gave you no desire to want to have any. Spaghetti. Uh, no, not at all. Actually, quite the opposite. <laughs> really, <laughs> it showed how Repulsive? spaghetti could be weaponized uh, against us. Uh, so I didn't do it. No, but no, I've just never really been. Man, yeah, I don't know when the last time I've had a big plate of spaghetti was. Um, our family does something pretty. Low key, I wouldn't say it's like a family recipe, but it's pretty good. I mean, I'm a big pasta guy. I like pastas. Spaghetti, though, is uh, if I were to go to an Italian restaurant, it wouldn't be the first thing I would be like delve into. For I mean, is it yours? No, I mean it's just it's a staple, you know. Yeah, Spaghetti yeah. and meatballs is like if I go to an Italian restaurant and get pasta, I'll, just yeah, say, I'll definitely go the like fettuccine way oh, before yeah, I go to spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. but. I'm a big chicken marsala guy. I really like that. That's a good dish. Fru fru. That's man. good. That is some good pasta. That's a good pasta. What about you, Tim? What's that? Spaghetti yeah. meatball take? Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty respectable, though, honestly. It's like if you want to fill up on some cheap shit, 
They yeah. never, it's never quite, it's never like that bad. It's hard to mess up. You know what I mean? Did anybody we, ever eat SpaghettiOs in a can? Oh, yeah. yeah. What yeah. about, like, are we talking about, like, fizzolis? Like, going to a place about, I mean, you can make it at spaghetti your house. Spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> you can we get a box of spaghetti, dump it in the boiling water. Have any of you guys made meatballs, like, by hand? Hell no. Yeah. Nope. I don't but know. buy the frozen ones. Now, along the same line, though, spaghetti chicken parm <laughs> with, like, Almost like pretty much like spaghetti, yeah, and, you know, like a yeah, breaded chicken. Chicken yeah. parm though is probably one of my favorite. I love chicken parm. Yeah, chicken good parm. shit. Yeah, and it's got obviously. What are you trying to take away from? If I'm putting chicken yeah. and pasta together, it's definitely not going to be the way. Of Don't yuck my yum. Right. You're right. I can't run yuck a yum. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> can't do that. Oh my! Can't do that. Spaghetti and meatball. And yeah, I never like made like that wasn't a, tr- a tradition no. of ours to like gather around and, and hand form the meatball. <laughs> we never, we never, I never had no. like family traditions for food. Like we never had like anything. That, oh, there's that one thing that we always have that I never had anywhere else. Or yeah, no, not really. So you've never grown up eating something that was like, eh, you had it somewhere else. And you're like, it just wasn't like what I'm used to. No, not really. Really? Yeah. Mm. But we never had that much family. We didn't have like big family gatherings. So like the food. You're like, oh, here comes Aunt Cindy's yeah. fucking corn. I can't wait to have her corn. <laughs> like, no. You've got a couple dishes. <laughs> corn. You've got a couple dishes that, uh, like, grandma, like, that's one of her love languages is she loves cooking, and that's her style. It's like feeding people, and, and, you know, so she makes a lot of good dishes. <laughs> no. Corn. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. Corn somehow it just stands over. about out all <laughs> out of the. You door. never had corn. You had any corn? I tell you what. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> That's funny. Oh but yeah, I feel like I had it a lot. Not a lot, but I had a decent amount growing up, just because it was like cheap. Yeah, you know. And I also have made it since I've been on my own because it's cheap. So tell me, like you just you just ground beef then, and you don't really form it. It's just frozen bag of meatballs. Yeah, you said warm over the spaghetti. Oh, like okay, like if we have spaghetti, like with me, my mom, my family, we don't make meatballs. It's just ground beef in the in the the sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. And you boil the meat, the meat sauce. Yeah, boil the noodles, and then you just yeah. We just say it's meat spaghetti. That's spaghetti and spaghetti. sauce. Just spaghetti. That's it. There's no more sauce. It's just that spaghetti. It is some white cheap shit. And you're like, this isn't the best thing. But what? It, like, okay, but it, like it's like you, fine. Like money wasn't an issue. You're going out on a nice night. Let's say a date. You're taking somebody else on a, on a nice date, and you're gonna go get a good meal. Where Where would you go? Because that's my excuse to want to spend money on a nice meal. Is like I, I'm taking somebody else, and so I'll kind of use that to be like, oh, well, like I kind of want to try this or something like that, right? So. And again, for me, it's, to me, it's steak. I is love it a nicer steak. night or is it a casual night? No, it's like you're trying to impress. Maybe someplace on like the hill, like a nice Italian restaurant. So an Italian restaurant. Yeah, so what are you getting? What dish are you getting? Me? Yeah. If you if you had your choice. We usually do it at a restaurant. You can usually pick whatever you want on the menu. It's usually how they work. But. <laughs> hey, I haven't been sarcastic to you this entire time. I had no, to do it you you I'm just saying you're not limited to the, the, the restaurants. Yeah, but I'm like, so here's like, the menu and they honestly, rip it in half. And you're like, here you go. You can only have this. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't get a pasta, but I like a lot of times, like, if some place has got a good steak, like I'll order, Man, you know, medium rare, nice me. steak. Yeah, that's oh, me. Yeah. Um, 
and those are always flame as fuck. Yep. And, I mean, I don't know, Italian restaurants are just, you know you're going to get a nice presentation because they're all about food. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are. And just a lot of shit. And they're, they're intentional about a lot of their things. You know, yeah. it's not very happy. But it's, it's really, you can tell that it's all, it all matters yeah, to them. It like, matter. it's all, the, it's food, the food is, it's, a, yeah. it's an art over it's there, a, yeah. too. Like, just, you know, making and having these same kind of, you know, in, like, we're here. I mean, we do a lot of things that are really well done, but, like, otherwise, like, you see such so, so just slop together. Yeah. And, and it's like, where is this meat coming from? No. Like, we had a discussion fast with food. this. They got your burger like half off the shit when you open it. Yeah, there's, it? Yeah, there's a joke. There's like, no presentation. Give the people's was, elbow. Was it from or Andy that we had that conversation with about the the food like purity just going down because they're being fed with more bullshit like the chickens and the cows oh, and everything. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you're getting less technically of the animal of what it's like more it, of the filler. Yeah, more of the filler and the bullshit. Yeah. So and you're paying more for this. Yeah. Right. Whenever you buy this frozen stuff, or even some of the the actual meat, hmm. it's kind of weird. What was the what was the initial thing we were talking about? Spaghetti. 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 See, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's usually what happens, you know. Um, you just go off. And technically, you know, we we're still talking about chicken, so <laughs> it's all in the same field. <laughs> Speaking of fields, I got a topic. Do we say for spaghetti and meatball yet? Though we got to say. Oh, we gotta say what, what overrated, underrated, overrated. Or it's for sure overrated. You think it's overrated? Super overrated yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna say fair. I'll give it fair, just because. Yeah, you know, I think it's. I think it's a respectably. Uh, if you got some ties to it, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have no emotional. He's got some spaghetti hooks to it. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti does not mean anything to me on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> he's close. Nah. Like, he's close like Spaghetti Man over there. Yeah, we're making jokes about Spaghetti Man. That's a bad movie. <laughs> You've never seen it. It's a bad movie. <laughs> um, what do you got, uh, bitch? We were talking about fields. Uh, actually, St. Louis City had their uh, inaugural uh, game, or actually here in town. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Is it overhyped? Is it really cool that it's in town with their soccer team? Or, or what do you guys think on it? I tried really hard. Like, I watched. And, like, I actually enjoyed the game. I did watch it. I watched it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not paying for the MLS pass on Apple TV. That's just stupid. That's the only way you can watch those games. How much is that? I don't know, but it's too much for me. <laughs> um, and then I uh, so I watched it. Like, uh, legally, of course. I found a legal show. Yeah, okay. Um, and I listened to the radio call of it. And it was, it was pretty good. Because really? the crowd was like super hyped. Well, yeah, it's a big hype. I, I wish I would have went downtown that night or like to the restaurants or something like that down there because they said the atmosphere was really, really cool. Um, I didn't see too much into it myself, but I wanted to get your guys' opinions. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of sports, but, and that's even no disrespect because I know it's like the world sport, but I've never been like an avid soccer Same. guy, you know? Yeah. I mm-hmm. Like, that's, I've tried, like, and I enjoy it, like, whenever it was like, high school and I had friends that were on the team mm-hmm. and shit and I'd go watch and then it was fun but like just outside of it like watching two random teams I just I I didn't grow up watching it I never really had much of an interest in it but I think that it's going to do great in St. Louis because I think there's a lot Bear. of people in this city I don't know if you've seen the high stadium but we went downtown one night and drove past it it is it's it's Architecture is super open, spatial. It's really neat. Um, there's a lot of open spaces, and like to the point where like you could like walk directly on the same. You don't have to like cross any heights or hurdles to get onto the field. It's very open. It's really neat, and uh, 
and I, I, I'd, I'd really like to go to a game, but again, same thing, I'm not going to be buying a VIP pass and stuff like that all the time. My boss was talking about thinking about it. He's like, oh, we're going to get a whole seat, like a VIP second. I'm like, that's very expensive, I, I believe. So I'm not that dedicated. Tim, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've never really been too into soccer, like, versus, you know, the NFL or, like, the MLB and just, like, the sports that I've always kind of watched. I mean, I guess when I was, like, four or five, I might have played, like, a year of soccer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Same. Um, kind of thing. Uh, but... It's never really garnered my interest the way uh, certain other sports have, I would say. But it doesn't mean like that I wouldn't be into you know watching it if we had you know an actual local team that was there. But it's like now it's kind of cool though because we still have obviously the Cardinals and the Blues, as unfortunate as their circumstances right now. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just pitiful. But <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but now we've got like a soccer team and an XFL team, so that's kind of filling yeah. a gap where there there was. A necessity for the spirit of St. Louis to actually, you know, be involved in something else other than baseball and hockey. Even though we are pri- like privileged, I will say to have you have you know such a historically great baseball team, especially. Mm-hmm. I also have this overwhelming uh, sense of always having to be a homer and rooting for uh, any team that is in close proximity to me. So, <laughs> just the fact that the soccer team is in St. Louis. I will root for them. I will pay attention. And I think that's what I was getting. I was trying to piggyback off more so. And I think a lot of people also are. They're just excited that we have another sporting event, you know, in yeah. St. Louis, and which is awesome. We've invested this. It's drawn the attention that we're hoping for. You know, hopefully after they if they lose their next game or whatever, hopefully all their fan you know base doesn't just depreciate. But I think that's where most two and zero never losing. Never losing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where most percent win rate. That's where the majority of my excitement is. I'm glad we got another team in the area, mm-hmm. something else to go visit and go to besides a baseball game or a Blues game. And, uh, yeah, I think it's – what are my options? Overrated, <laughs> underrated, or fair? I think it's uh, underrated. I think it's going to be good for the city. I think it's fair. I think it's probably worth yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would say fair as well. I think people are excited <laughs> about it. Yeah, There was a lot of hype behind it, and I think, I mean, it is going to live up to it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, St. Louis also were the number one in the nation for, like, Bosnian population. And every, like, Mm -hmm. Bosnian person I've interacted with in my life is a soccer fan, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like we have people that are going to enjoy that soccer's in the city. So I think regardless of really how the team does, people are still going to show out to the games just because they want to see live soccer, you know? I think we're just hungry for, for something else, too, you know? Yeah. The thirst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the there city spot needed to, to be filled after we lost her in a Absolutely, it did. Um, big time. And I really, I never even went, I don't think, to a Rams game while they were here. Let me tell you, we went to one. I only uh, went one you? time with them. It yeah. was all field goals, and the Rams lost. It was 12 to 6. They was all oh. field goals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did it was a baseball at? game score. <clears throat> I don't even I went know. to three. One was a preseason game, though. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you can't preseason, I went to two. But I did have like those cushy seats where they brought you food. That was pretty nice. At the really, yeah. I go to my my main sporting event is actually turned into Mizzou. I freaking make the trek to Columbia and go to Mizzou games a few times a year. Yeah, basketball and football. It's me and my dad go. So always get done. So is the XFL also the same thing for the Battle Hawks here in St. Louis? Same thing, hype train. We're oh yeah, in, whenever okay. I had season tickets in 2020, whenever they were trying to do it. Uh, that time around, you bought and season the, tickets. Yeah, um, they were pretty reasonable. They, they were, they were. It wasn't even three hundred bucks for like all the home games. Wow. 
And you got the same section of seats, like which were all pretty good seats, like right in the front of the field. And um, you know, but obviously everything happened, so it canceled it. But we did. We were two and zero in the home games. There, we were three and one overall before it got shut down. So like half the season was played, unless there was like ten games. I'm not sure if it was ten or eight. There was eight teams, but maybe there was like ten games. I don't know sure. what their schedule. Was. But either way, it got diced because uh, the pandemic, just like it, a lot of things. And uh, I don't know. It was exciting though because literally, like people were allowed to like. People are like shotgunning beers on their way in. They're just like, "Hey, can we do this?" But they were so excited and yeah, amped yeah. to have football thing, yeah. back in the city that the workers in front were like, they didn't give a shit. They're like, everybody's having a good time. Nobody's really causing any chaos. Big people are just excited to be here and be part of something that's not, you know, as much as we love the Cardinals and Blues. It's just like it's it's exciting to have that um, that gap filled again, you know, to some extent because obviously we don't have an NFL team. But now we have a soccer team, and now we have the XFL Battlehawks, and uh, I still have a Battlehawks shirt actually. Um, What's their slogan like? Kaka? Like that's people. Yeah, you yeah. It's uh, yeah. There was a few things people were hashtag. You're not like, pulling you know, my leg. That's real. No, for real. Okay, I'm glad I hit it on the head. Uh, <laughs> when I went to that last Missouri basketball game, it was a whiteout, and I had my white Battlehawks uh, hoodie on in Columbia, and somebody passed me in Kakad whenever I was walking past. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Would you, what do you say, like do back like? Flappy wing or something like that? Fair. What fair. is this thing? <laughs> you just got caught. It, I think uh, we said three fairs and an underrated. Yeah. For Yeah, I upvoted that. I, I gave it the higher one. I'm excited. I'm hopeful for it. All right, who we got next? All righty. Alex? Uh, like I said, mine's Star Wars related, and that is the prequels. Do you want to get in there? Prequels. Prequels, and I'll say up right now, criminally underrated, the prequels. Dan, yours is the prequel trilogy? Yeah. That was literally my topic. And that just happened for the first time with us like, recently. <coughs> Dude, mine was... Never God been. damn it. And now I'm going to have to come up with something. Let's go! Okay, so let's get into it here. Well, I mean, first things first... The Phantom Menace, you know, people were acting like best Jar Jar Binks. I love that movie. <laughs> like Jar Jar Binks is one of the best characters of all time. I'm tired of the slander about Jar Jar Binks all the time. <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. Oh, you no. think? Yeah. No. Was, Jar Jar Binks was an integral part of the story. Yeah. Uh, Dude, he was a Sith Lord, man. Exactly. <laughs> what? That's not real. That's always been, that's always been a, a meme. <laughs> it's always been like a whole, race. That whole race is like the Gungans? a joke. <laughs> what? No, they just don't have any organization. I love them, don't get me wrong. They're, just, oh, okay. they're like the joke of the movie. <laughs> yeah. What are talking about? They were a military force. They, no, they, were, they, they didn't really put up a very good fight. Like, they were very primitive in their yeah. fighting style. And that's, I think, why, yeah, you like They you had like those them. boobas or whatever the fuck <laughs> they slingshotted at them. Yeah. In the, in, in, another Fucking reason, droid army. Another reason why I loved it is. That was a great battle. In the scene where they're going through the uh, the ship, they're trying to get to the... Oh, yeah, big creatures. Big creatures, one eats the other. Ah, oh, sign me up. I was, I was hooked. <laughs> the fish chasing that. the boat and the bigger fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Qui-Gon. Yeah, that shit was great, though. Honestly, like, people, they look, oh, he ruined the movie. It's like, you fucking went with the expectation. And maybe some of us, now that have seen the prequels and the originals, went with when we saw and judged some of the new ones, the sequels, to some extent. Which me and you, we, it wasn't even completed last time I saw you. So I'm like, I, I kind of want to gauge your thoughts on. This. I never even watched Aiden. <laughs> really? Never you never did. watched the last really? Jedi? I never did. No. Why? Just you? You knew? I just didn't really care for the. I didn't really care for the first one. 
The seventh. No, really? The Force yeah. Awakens? Yeah, was, me and you and Harry went to go see it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, dude, midnight showing. You didn't you didn't like I it? I thought it was okay, but which, it didn't get me excited about eight and nine. Which actors were was in that Damn. one? Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I just tell him tell him how it is. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. Did you see uh Rogue One? No. Rogue One was actually pretty I didn't, good. I didn't I even liked like all them. I didn't even yeah. like Mandalorian. I tried I to watch Mandalorian I didn't even like Really? That. Really? Did you watch Obi Wan? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh I my s- god, he just said fuck all the Disney <laughs> Star Wars era. I pretty Star much Wars like yeah, out. my Star Wars like like pretty much just You're like it tapped out with it. the end of George Lucas. Yeah. And then I just got tired of the constant slander of episode one. I just really drew me away from it. <laughs> no, honestly. I'll just I live respect on with that. In my that was life. always your opinion, and I respect that. <laughs> yeah, don't you think it's pretty because telling that they never brought back that race in the throughout the series? I Why are you so racist right now? I'm not Why? trying to be. I'm he so hates the good news. It's just race baiting here over the Gungans. <laughs> He's like, he'll just shit on him hard. Then he's like, don't get me wrong, I love them. <laughs> what does he want? Well, they weren't that bad. I'd like to see him again, I do. Oh, <laughs> now he wants to see him again. Don't you think it's good they that you didn't include him in the other ones? They got some creatures I'd like to see. No, I don't think it's good. It was episode 10, there. Return of the Gungans. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll be there. That'll be signed. You're being signed up for a lot of events. Yeah. I'm back in there first in line. Jerry Jar Binks gets his own movie. I'm back in. It, remember the Binks Awakens? Remember that, the remember that trailer Awakens. that somebody made? Yeah. yeah somebody yeah, yeah. made one for Rogue Binks, too. <laughs> they just popped all the scenes in there. Man, we need No, to... but just speaking of like episode, the Phantom Menace, just for example, yeah. the pod racing scene, fantastic. It was. It was. The Darth Maul, great. That battle at the end yeah. with Kenobi, Jin, and Maul was one of the yeah, best exactly. battles of all time. Exactly. It was probably number two to Anakin and Obi Wan and three. Yeah. Exactly. What Honestly, what was better? What was what was better in each spot than, than those two? Exactly. That's and and that's the prequels. Those are the prequel battles. Mm-hmm. And I like the theory too that like he's still alive. Is that correct? Like there's some. He is still alive. They he's, yeah. Well, he's alive. Never die. Yeah. Gundam? Jar Jar Binks I'm talking I about. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm talking about Jar Jar Binks. Gungans not, never died? Never died, never will die. Never died, he's still the Lord All-Powerful. <laughs> always think. always in my heart. Dude, if he is, that would be, that would be Dude, honestly the there is a behind-the-scenes scene in like the DVD or the documentary whenever episode one came out where he, like George Lucas is caught saying, he's like, oh, you know, he's like, Jar Jar is the key to all this. No. And he says, you've seen it, haven't you? You've I seen the seen clip. Yeah, I'm no, sure. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I'm sure he might be talking about a specific scene that they're but he's like, he's I don't have key. to be convinced. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, uh, I don't know. And see, I don't think, here's the thing. Even if you didn't like the character, and I'm sure you'll, well, you're going to back everything about episode one that there is, so I'm sure you'll back this. <laughs> but even if you didn't like the character, you can't tell me it pulled the whole movie down right. for you. As right? I'm in. Exactly. No, but honestly. It enhanced everything. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, how would it have, oh, he wasn't in every fucking scene. People and just like, like to have something to complain they about. They do. I shit know. On stuff. Because it wasn't exactly what we just saw. Oh, this is a piece of shit. Because they don't look at it like you know what I'm saying. Like you, had, they had no intention of opening their mind to a new exactly. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Close-minded, like, hateful ass people. It was like sixteen no years after shit changed. Man, we had exactly. some CGI, some of it not so great. But some of it we were just trying out. You know what I mean? It's that CGI stuff. wasn't bad though. But to be honest, sad. and some people shit on it, but I think it looked. Better than most of the other yeah. CGI I saw during that time. Well, what other movies were around in that time area that we could compare it to? Uh, Jaws? 
Independence Day. I can't. I can't what an Independence. What an Independence. That was like 1970 something. What an Independence Day is fucking uh, <laughs> graphics look like. Uh, yeah, probably. The Will Smith movie. Yeah, probably. I like that, that movie. <laughs> I like He's that such movie a conversationalist, now. isn't he? I love that movie. Jaws? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Jaws. It's like, where are you living? We went the whole first half of that and are going fucking lizard mode on us. And now here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> lizard mode. <laughs> Gungan mode is what we call that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disrespecting the Gungans. That shit, like, that language that they spoke on Tatooine was just hilarious, though, because, like, whenever Jar Jar, like, uh, <laughs> twirled up that little thing in his, like, tongue and spit it out at Sebulba, oh, yeah. and he, like, got it in his soup or whatever, <laughs> he's like, he's like, Chuba! <laughs> yeah, it's like, what does that mean? Was that a racist term? Yeah, it was like, Whenever they're like racing around, he's he oh, he wrecked his shit. And he wrecked his shit. And he's yeah. like poodoo. <laughs> the Huttese language or whatever the hell. Jabba the Hutt was there and his little bitch of a son or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever. Or small ass. Or whatever he was. Or whatever it was. And then he spit that piece of chicken at the, at the bell, and then it started the race. Yeah, man, you guys have some killer memories. Just com- no, I honestly just, just cinema genius. <laughs> <laughs> such a poor description. How, how you're like, man, you guys have some. How uh, influ uh, like how active is uh, George Lucas involved in the um, prequels now or sequels now? Is he still involved in writing any of that? I stuff? don't really think he's involved no. in any of it now. No, he mm. sold it and was like. Yeah. There you go, you have it. I'm right in my hands of it. Well, they tried to bring him on. Didn't you say that that's kind of what discouraged you about it, though, is because they tried to bring him on as, like, creative consultant or whatever, and he, uh, and he, his vision for what he wanted to do was different than theirs, and they just, yeah, just so kind of like, left yeah. the project. Yeah, it was, they, like, they did, basically they were like, hey, you want to help us with that? And he's like, sure, here's what I would do. And like, nah, never mind, we're good. You kind of, like, so. kept that under wraps, I remember, for a while before yeah. we saw it, and you're like, you're like, yeah, I, I finally got it out of you. You're like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know, because I heard this, and you're like, I just don't know how I'm going to feel about it. But you you went in with a premonition about that, and I was like, I was trying to be open-minded, and I thought that even though it felt like a re-dicing of past events, ideally, like, or not ideally, but kind of more along the lines of, like, four or six, when they blew up the Death Star again, they blew up the Star Killer base and shit like that, and they tried, we're lucky enough, too, to have grown up in the era where we had enough original good shit in so many, like in cartoons and in movies, that it was so good that for the first time we've entered the part where all of that nostalgia is coming back and they're like, this is what sells because this is the generation that wanted to eat that shit up. Right. And we did. And now that it's coming around again, for the most part, we're still doing it. And you know, the newer stuff, I just probably need to give it a sh- another shot. Like I said, I never even yeah. attempted to watch eight and nine like I never even tried to watch it so I yeah. probably need to it, it wasn't that bad I think it. it's worth watching worth <laughs> seeing disappointed <laughs> well thanks for watching maybe I won't watch it <laughs> does that sway your guys' opinion though that I feel like, like George was, was involved on those movies some to me because to me whenever it becomes a Disney branded um thing you know what I'm saying a franchise piece of media that already gives it it's, a it's, sour taste 
you it's there's reason it's like there's there's great reasons to keep it going because like it's still selling and like there's all the shit you can do and like you know you sell more merchandise even though I don't think Star Wars even needs any more movies to like sell all <laughs> no. the merchandise still yeah. for the next fucking thirty years. Yeah. Um, they don't even need any new content. They can still make shit off of what they made with those original six. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Outside of those first six movies, granted, George Lucas didn't direct five or six. He did had a different director there, but it was still his story they were honoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did direct four, and he did direct all the prequels. But he was still on set every day for almost every one of them, the full time, because they were all that's his baby. That was his story. Um, but I do think, <clears throat> I think once he sold it to Disney, it gave them rights to just brand it as their own, and like instead of it being Star Wars as like this thing that we saw every blue moon. Every once in a while event, you're like, holy shit, Star Wars is coming. Like, it's not just a movie. It was an event, yeah, especially after experience. that first one. And you're like, this comes around every however many years, if they do another trilogy, you know, if they do whatever again. But it's like every three years. It was every great once in a while. And, like, you watch it, and it was just mesmerizing on a different level. Yeah. And, uh, and it always felt like that. And... Whenever that 20th Century Fox started playing, like there was just a way about it that you felt like it was a special ass event, and and the, and the, like the 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 words started scrolling down yep. on top of our, on top of the, screen. the opening crawl was yeah. it was just like overwhelming. It was just yeah. like this. You're trying, you, yeah, you're scanning the whole screen, like the trying to read. Episode it. of it became it was such an encapsulation of like this, just this monumental franchise. Like it just it felt like such its own thing and. Whenever you sold it to Disney and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna come out with new shit all the time," it yeah. felt like it would be hard for it not to become more of a formula as opposed to a special event, as opposed to a special creation. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's just something I wish I could go back and experience for the first time again. See him, a Star Wars. You would see in any of those in the in yeah. theaters like that. Oh my god! I saw, I saw episode three in theaters. And I saw two in three. Awesome. I saw three in theaters. Yeah, I don't think you I saw, saw two one because I would have only been like three. So would have all of yeah. us three or four. You saw two in theaters. I saw two. Yeah, I saw Attack of the Clones nice. and Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Attack of the Clones is my least favorite people, but I still don't hate. It's it. my favorite because it's got the creatures in it when they fight them in the arena. I still say three one two, <laughs> my order. Uh, most favorite to least in the prequels, but I still I love all three of them, and I don't even I don't even know if anybody's thrown their opinion out on the trilogy yet, but it's a hundred percent underrated to me. Yes, a hundred percent correct. Underrated. I mean, yeah, it's especially because it got the hate it got when it originally came out. Like, if you go read articles from like most of the articles about it now, and I think it's because the sequel trilogy is out. Most people are like, I watched this twenty year on its twentieth anniversary or whatever, and it's very underrated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, people gave it too hard of a rap like originally because everybody yeah. was like stuck on the original trilogy still at that point. See, that's something I've come to realize not just with these, but with like almost anything. If there's something that people love, like we have this problem with video games sometimes too. If there's a version of something you love. And it dies out or goes away, and they bring out a new version. If it's not exactly as the original version was, you just Stuff. automatically don't like it because yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I fell in love with episode four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Oh, episode one, two, and three is not exactly like four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck those. I don't like those anymore. Yeah. Then 
And people just get that mindset. I know I do. I think that's just a part of being human, too. You know, you fall in love with what you love, and <clears throat> you don't want to see it change or Replaced. people capitalize off it. Like, because how many of them, you know, how many of them are successful like that after, you know, you've seen your original four, five, six? You know, the how thing many people is, thought that it was I think better? The prequel should have been cut a break because it wasn't trying to be four, five, and six. It was the prequel to what they always referred to and talked about as oh the old times and the you know Obi Wan alerted to it more than anybody the uh, you know the Clone Wars and everything and one two and three they're like okay we're finally gonna give you that story of everything that led to him becoming Darth Vader I don't think you know it, I mean? I don't so think it wasn't just sequels for sequels' sake is my point it was just it was telling a whole different part of the story that some people say didn't need to be told but I I think it was. I think it was really cool to show it how whenever there's a lot of Jedi and it was civilized, there was a Senate and a Jedi Council. I thought it was really interesting to see it and then how Palpatine rose to power, mm-hmm. manipulated everybody, and ended up taking over because the right pieces were put in play. And it's really, you know, uh, in a lot of ways comparable to our society. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, like the, especially the prequel era stuff, like the way everything was laid out in those movies. Like, some people look back at the the... The scenes where they're like in the, what is that place? I guess where they're in like a meeting or whatever with the ships and they fly around and all that shit. Yeah. During, the, you know, how the prequels and stuff. And did like the Jedi Council meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, whenever they had the little throne room meeting, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, all the politics and whatnot. Oh, where they had their that's, own like, But that's actually days. true to real, you know what I mean? And for him to like assume power as like a villain and then flip the switch on everybody, it's just like, you know, power corrupts and like the Jedi's. Vision was clouded, you know what yeah. I mean? And they just didn't see it. How much does timing play a factor? Like, what was the year span of 4, 5, and 6 versus the year span of 1, 2, and 3? You know what I mean? I think that's also a part of the pitch to those those um, groups of movies. And I don't know their timing years. You guys would probably know that better than I would. Like, when they came out, or? Just the distance of years from when 4, 5, and 6 was created. Like, what was that span? They came out every three years. Every three years. Um, and then what was, and the, what was the time frame between the last six to one? You know? Because it probably is a significant time. But the oh, pack- the number, so what's considered number six to episode one now? Mm-hmm. It was like 16 years. It was 83 to 99. How many years? 16. Wow. So yeah. it was a whole new generation yeah. of people. A whole, like a whole <coughs> new... Kids that weren't born yet, they could mm-hmm. drive by the time the new Correct. one came out. Like, that was a whole generation over of people that missed, like, some of that first stuff. For sure. That's where all the old Star Wars heads, the original ones that were teenagers, when the original trilogy came out, went to see adults, the new yeah. ones, and they're like, man, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? They you wanted know? to be exactly like their original <laughs> shit. It's like, why would you? You've already seen that shit. Don't you want it to be a little bit different? Yeah, I think they are underrated, and it, it, and again, might be biased because grew up during that right that yeah, era, that's, and you yeah. saw it. And no so. bias, it's just truth. <laughs> Almost everything that is from that era, all the '90s cartoons, or all the the, all those good stuff, the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have defended that on this podcast. No bias. Every, that's true. So, with every corner of my yeah. soul, <laughs> I've defended is. all the shit we grew up with. That's right. The '90s cartoons, yeah, can't be beat, and uh, in the early 2000s, even just SpongeBob is, a, is an absolute. Especially classic. those early yeah. seasons. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. the first four or five seasons. Sponge, Sponge like so they had fun. some of the great, like some of the best creative fucking episodes of all time. Yeah, just did. the ideas and the humor was just next level. 
Cat Dog, Hey Arnold, uh, Rugrats. I didn't great. watch Rocket him. Power. Great. I didn't watch great. him any of that. Tremendous. Yeah. Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy great. Neutron. I great. loved Jimmy Neutron. All those shows were just excellent. And then eventually, like Drake and Josh, tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm like Cartoon Network, like Courage Cowardly Dog. Great. And oh, yeah. Eddie. I got scared great. on that show. I didn't like Courage that. Courage Cowardly Dog was. You ever like. It was legit. Up some stuff? It's legit fucked up. Yeah. Courage it's, Cowardly it's, Dog was. Legit I didn't like it. Fucked up. I didn't watch many of it. Many yeah. episodes of it. It was, it was dope. Do you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I'll say that. Do you guys remember a show called Mr. Meaty? Oh, boy. They were like puppets. Yeah. Did, did they do like. Prank call shit or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they were like, worked in a, like a fast food yeah, industry. Yeah. It was weird. And that kind of, it started my fear of puppets. I don't like puppets. <laughs> I don't like puppets. I don't like puppets at all. Like, no. not, you don't like the Muppets then? They're puppets. puppets. You don't like the Muppets? Uh, you know, <laughs> like you said, if you look deep enough, it's, it's pretty weird. The Muppets is not weird at all. Um, like I said. They wouldn't be making movies still if the Muppets were weird. They make movies about a lot of weird things, Alex. Uh, Spaghetti <laughs> Man? That's rubber, the tire. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. yeah. We got a couple here. You just want human to fight. centipede. You just want to fight because oh, you're wrong. God. So I never watched human centipede. How was that? I saw the first. I How was I've seen that? The first, I've seen I kind of wish I hadn't. Really? Seen the not for the reasons that you think that I wish I had, <laughs> but just that I was just like, why would I need to watch this fucked up thing for this long when I could have just it is turned a long it off? <laughs> is it? You know what I mean? I, I watched the first two. Like north of two hours and thirty minutes. No, not that long. Oh, calm down. <laughs> It seemed like it was fucked up, but it's like it didn't seem like you needed to watch it for more than two minutes to realize that it was that fucked up, you know? So, I mean, if you said that, okay, what did everybody say in the prequels anyway? I said underrated. I said underrated, yeah. Nothing's ever been more underrated than this. Probably not. In the history of the world has ever been. Yeah, I'm literally watching them right now. I just watched the See, look at that. That's a man with class. You and Ailey watching them? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And, I mean, yeah, they hold up every time you watch them. They're so they good. I get a little bit of hate because everybody, you know, and no shit on the originals. The originals are fantastic, but no. everybody mm-hmm. kind of draws to them as like the best Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. So probably a little. Underrated. I think number three is the best Star Wars of all time. Oh, yeah, out of that trilogy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. Damn good. He's. <laughs> Him and the Phantom Menace, man. <laughs> Just because it didn't have Gungans in it? That's why you don't want it? No, he's at Padme's funeral, damn it. Why are you so upset about this? You are, man. You were the one talking about it. Gungans this, Gungans that. I think Mitchell's got a problem with the Gungans. Exactly. I got a problem with him. What was the uh, what was the age difference? Like? So I, if if yours was the prequels, I have to have mine a little different, but it's still got to be Star Wars. So what should we go with here? Well, I can't um, come up with your idea for you. Then. I know, I know. I, I've got to keep it in the Star Wars, uh, but you've never even seen eight and nine. Damn. No, I haven't. Uh, and I've already used Star Wars Disney era. I guess I could throw a character out there of some sort. Who, I, have, who haven't who, we? Let's I know. Say, I know a good character. Let's say Darth Maul. I don't think anybody's ever thrown Darth Maul out there. Mm. Darth Maul. Well, you just did. Darth Maul's one of the best villains. Yes, yeah, ever. but you didn't say whether he's overrated, underrated, or fair. Criminally underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Every Anything of... from the Phantom Menace <laughs> yeah. is going to be. It is, honestly, though, because here's the thing: they shit on that so hard, and it didn't deserve it. That a lot of it is underrated, exactly, because they shit on it too hard. Is there a supervillain that has a shorter runtime in the 
in the Star Wars universe. Hey, he's been in more shit since then. <laughs> yeah, they keep bringing him back. Oh, wait, he comes back? Every I mean, fucking I know time. They, like, wait, in, like in what? The Clone Wars? Like The, the Clone Wars, he does come back. The Clone Wars and Rebels. And then they brought him back in Solo for like, he was in, which is... Solo takes place five years Fuck, after. I gotta watch that. Solo really? ends. Solo starts like five years after Revenge of the Sith ends. Really? Or something like that. Fuck, no one ever told me Darth Maul came back. Um, Alright, never mind. I'm back in. Yeah. Yeah, Darth Maul comes back. Binks, in a man. Of when's shows? Binks gonna make a comeback? I'm telling you, dude. If they ever if they ever do that, I'm first one in line. Dude, well, I hope Binks comes come back and somebody decks him in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't appreciate that at all. As a guest on this podcast, I just want you to know that I've never been more offended. Disrespectful. I've not seen the solo uh, solo movie. Any of those? The solos. The solo movie was alright. Oh shit! Really? Just alright. It, I mean, it wasn't bad. The guy that it, played portrayed the young Solo was Donald Glover killed in his right. Lando though. Yeah, young Donald Lando. Glover did great. Yeah, <laughs> he just went emotionless. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe you're even saying this right now. <laughs> I just wanted to see the reaction. Just never. <laughs> I hope so funny. <laughs> I've never been so disrespected in my life. <laughs> Dude, this guy, you loves Jar Jar. I do, yeah, for real. Put my life on the line for that. I don't think anybody's ever put Jar Jar on the Good, the Bad, the Shit, so we should have. <laughs> you can throw it as Yeah, He is his own topic. Don't so check his don't What do you guys say for Darth Maul? Chromely underrated. He's such a badass. He is. No, honestly. He looks dope. He I think I think he definitely could have been utilized more than he was. I think he's a very cool villain, and like I said, they didn't use him. The double-bladed lightsaber, nobody's seen any shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. The closest thing is... Jar Jar Binks would have a four-sided one. He'd be like a freaking, like a cross. He'd hold us. If Jar Jar Binks had a lightsaber. He'd throw it. There probably is like an intelligence threshold that people have to pass for... Yeah, you're right. Jar Jar is so vastly intelligent. So much smarter than everybody else. I think he's if, if, if Yoda is Jar Jar playing the game with chess, Jar Jar would dunk his balls on Yoda's he's, forehead. So that's how good he'd be. He's close. He's a closer relative to a fish. <laughs> you are so mad. I mean, am I wrong? Dude, You're so mad. You live underwater. A lot of people. Here's here's the important thing. Like a lot of people think that Jar Jar was evil because he incidentally, incidentally, mm. fucked over the Jedi Order. Here's the thing. When Padme, when Padme and fucking Anakin went away in episode two, like whenever they were threatening the queen, right? They went off. Who did she place in her stead to, to vouch for in the meetings and shit? Jar Jar. During that time... Yeah, first of all, bad move. Yeah, yeah it was a during, move. during that time <laughs> is whenever somebody got in Palpatine's ear about the clones on Kamino, which was already mysteriously created. And so they're like, you should just say you're going to create a clone army. And the only person that could give those powers to create an executive clone army were the person in Padme's position. And who was in Padme's position during that time? Jar Jar. And so he's like, I now nominate emergency powers of the Supreme Chancellor. So like he <laughs> fucked everybody. Because once he was in control of all those systems and all those clones, they wiped out all the fucking Jedi. They went to all these planets and they it's hunted It's just them character down. development. Jar Jar, and of course like, he had to do but, that. 
He that happened. He gave him the emergency powers to where he was completely in control. I think he was in the right. I think yeah, I think Jar Jar had the right. To so do that's that. the other theory behind him being a Sith Lord because he made all these moves. He he made remarks about the Queen. Being I have no problem hot with it and shit like that in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> the Queen being hot. Yeah, he's like pretty hot. There's like a there's like a weird. There was scene. a weird. I was like I never even noticed that as a kid. I was like, what the hell is that scene? Hmm. Well, fuck, I gotta watch it. I know, I have to look back at that, too. Not, oh, what a shame. You gotta watch a badass Well, movie I guess again. I'll watch Jar Jar. I mean, episode one again. <laughs> Dude, and like, the Alex. thing is, episode one, four big-ass battles going on at the same time. Kenobi and Jin versus Maul, the Gunyans yeah, versus whenever the Yeah, they're, whenever they're coming between those, man, it's Oh, so it's, good. it's intense, like, the whole fucking time. And it's got Jar Jar Binks in it. It's a pretty good movie. Binks, man. Yeah. That's that was, I, my Jar Jar's on your too. I thought wallpaper. Ooh, I get it. you man. <laughs> Is Darth Maul, like you said, like, with the original, if you just watched the movies and you didn't see, like, the shows and shit, people would have just seen the first movie with Darth Maul. And he was dope. He looked really cool. He had, he had the, any lines. He had the double fucking blade did, did he saber. Speak? He said a few things. Yeah, yeah he didn't speak much, and his, he I had the one battle. Ourselves to the Jedi. Dude, the tension in that in the fight scene whenever they're running through and the the red lights are coming on and they're stopping. The tension in that mm-hmm. is just unmatched. You always want Kenobi to make it, but it's like, yeah. man, you gotta move faster. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and I mean, Kenobi's like my favorite all time character. Yeah. But it's like he got man, knocked off the ship. I know. He had to make it back. Ever since he, he got kicked off that big ass platform by Maul, he was playing catch up with those two, and yeah. he never was able to get back. And he had to watch his master get his shit <clears throat> stabbed yeah. into him. But yeah, that was the coolest part of Maul. That was like it, you know, with What's the original that? run. He had that duel where he killed Qui Gon Jinn, and then he got sliced in half, and that was it. Well, he had that uh, kind of duel where he tracked down Jin on Tatooine and everything. Yeah, I like that. that. I like that. That scene. was kind of cool because yeah. like yeah. it, it still brought some, and like the fact that he was dueling Qui Gon and he was like that intense, like that quickly, and he's just like shit. Like just whenever Qui Gon got back in the starship, he was like, whatever that was, it was well trained. Yeah. You know, like it was like a threat to him, and right. that kind of built Maul's, you know, his uh, intimidation factor. I think. Yeah, definitely could have been utilized more, but, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's why they brought him back, but that's the problem, because it right, looks right. like Kenobi diced him, and then they're like, no! Gotta cancel it. But I won't say that I, did, I didn't like it, because whenever I did watch the Clone Wars that they added to, they Disney like did do a really good job of making uh, the last part of the, uh, their the last season of the Clone Wars, the last like four-episode arc is fucking incredible. So that's in, the animated show, correct? Yeah, that's the animated show. See, I never, show. I never dabbled in <laughs> It got better that. as it went on. The first two seasons were a little more kiddish, but there was some good stuff in there. And as Ahsoka got older, the the storylines like matured a lot, and right. like you could really, and you really felt bad for her whenever she had to leave the order. She's like one of my all time favorite characters, and she was never even in the regular movie story. Ahsoka is the gal with the like kind yeah. of tentacle hair. Yeah. 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 Um, but she's uh, an insanely layered, uh, and from a perspective, like you can understand why she kind of went her own way versus, you know, joining like the Empire, obviously, or like not leaving the Jedi because she saw some of the hypocrisy and like she was one of those middle characters that kind of really saw both sides. But she didn't have it in her to turn evil because she had good morals about her. You know what I mean? She was whose apprentice? She was Anakin's, but. But this is the confusion because Anakin wasn't considered a master, even though she was or he was her master. 
Anakin was a Jedi Knight because remember in Episode Three they wouldn't make him a master, uh-huh. or they wouldn't grant. So there was a time frame. In between so I th- yeah, and so that was during the Clone Wars. I want to say, based on how long it went on, maybe he got her as an apprentice. I think a Jedi Knight. If I'm not, I don't know how it worked exactly, but I think I guess a Jedi Knight can take a Padawan, which is just a young, mm. you know, either student or like teenager, whatever. Um, but only a master can have an apprentice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the terms are just different. So, like, you know, he can teach her what he can teach her because he knows this much, but he's not also, like, a master. He's her master, but he's not, like, a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think that that starts probably roughly... There's, like, three years between two and three, and I think the Clone Wars... I think, like, whenever he gets her is like, her, uh... There is, is, like, the Padawan. I think it's... Probably like six, like six, ish months after Attack of the Clones, maybe. I want to say I don't really know. It could have been too long. She grows up a lot during the Clone Wars arc too, and who knows? It might not be three years exactly. Maybe it was three and a half years. Maybe it was a little longer. You know what I mean? That he actually had like his time with her and stuff. But um, she was like, she was a really cool character they brought to life in like the animated show, and then now they're making the Ahsoka show too, which is gonna yeah. be added to, like, what they did with her in Rebels, because she survived, like, a whole lot of shit. She was one of the Jedi that got away, too. But she wasn't really with the Order when Execute, or Execute, uh, Order 66 happened and all that. That was a crazy scene in the movies. That was oh, that was nuts. brutal. Yeah, it they killed brutal. all of them. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. I remember watching it in the theater, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah. Maze just, ah! Mm. Yeah. That was harsh, man. It was. Because you were just like, he had him. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, he really you're right there. It. Just I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. <laughs> I was hoping, like, and even though you know the outcome, you've seen it fucking, you know, forty-five times. You're still like, come on, he's right like there. He even, even just drop the lightsaber. You just drop it. You kill him. Like, just, <laughs> the Jedi are taking over. <laughs> that was good. Unlimited power. <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah, his face was all... That was a scary scene. That was, he like, all he was trying to do is get Anakin to feel bad for him so he'd save him. So he could fucking... It's like, dude, Mace was the only person that ever out-dueled Palpatine. And, like, he was literally that close. Mm. Anakin's... He just... Mm, the fact that Anakin intervened and changed everything. There was no turning back after he sliced off Mace's hand and he got thrown fucking two miles across the city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like it all. I, like I said, I think I can. Uh, I don't. I don't get spoiled by story too much. I don't think it sways yeah. my opinion. Um, so you said Maul was. Maul was. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think he could be utilized more. I think he's underrated. Yeah, I, I think, think he's a very cool too. character that would have been neat to see utilized more. But it, even the story, like. Even on the Disney stuff, you know, to like watch that, I I like it. You know, I don't think it's like I don't turn my nose up to right, it. I've been swayed. I'll go. I'll go home and start trying to watch it. It's, see it's not, you should. You should yeah, watch. You should the Kenobi show was pretty good, but the finale was insanely good. I did not like, see Kenobi. Freaking delivered. Really big time. I think it was maybe my favorite Disney era Star Wars. How long is that season show? Six episodes, but oh, they're really? all like forty-five minutes. Yeah, I was trying to think of how long. Maybe some of them weren't quite that, or maybe yeah, some of them were a little shorter. The finale, I think, was a little longer. I liked Mando um, a lot. I don't know if you. I thought it was no. Yeah. The first two seasons were great. I thought. I, mean, I didn't see the second one. I just got to give it another shot, I guess. Yeah, and season three, the they just came out the first episode the other day. So, 
this Wednesday. Have I seen the second one? The second season? Ahsoka was in that. Yeah, I have seen it then. Yeah. If, if Jacob listens to this podcast, he'll be really excited to hear me say that I'll give him a shot. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not going to I, I, sh- I shut him down pretty hard. Like, hey, cold, you, right? I'm sorry, I heard uh, I'm getting a vibe. Are you, uh, are you yeah. in Star Wars game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I liked him. I thought it was a good... Uh... Do, do you guys like let uh, movie critics and show or critics get to you? Like if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you no. look at the... Will it give you about it? Me either. I'm like, uh, it could say zero, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, watch I'll it. be honest. If it says zero, I'm probably not gonna watch it. I'll <laughs> if it's zero, I'm probably out. But <laughs> it could say zero. <laughs> I'm in as long as it's got Bigfoot. And yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, I know you are. Or it's got some monster. Some in it, monster. Little some Godzilla. Godzilla. Even a tease of it, and you got me. <laughs> just got say me. the word so Bigfoot. Just, just, there, just has to be a painting yep. of Godzilla. The just background. on the uh, just on the portrait, if it's got a little footprint or something. Like, yeah, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. shit. What left? What left that footprint? I gotta find <laughs> Why out. Why not? I'm in. <laughs> um, whose so, topic is next? So does that mean that if Jar Jar Binks just to finish that? That means if Jar Jar Binks was like ten feet tall, would you be into that? Uh, be probably. Like yeah, just like Binks. It's like Game of Thrones. Dude, like, I was un- super into the giants on the wall. That underwater city, that was a cool-ass idea, I thought. Yeah, that Going was in the pond? Not the original, like, it wasn't. No, my point exactly. They're closer to fish than they are humans. They're I don't not. think anybody's arguing that point. So, like, but, but, like, which, like... They're just, I like, I, like I said, I just maybe they don't talk. I'm this not is a galaxy them, far, far away, man. I'm not giving them the credit they're due because if they, if he was a Sith Lord, did all that stuff craftily, right? Like that's pretty crazy. Don't that's don't pretty... air quotes whenever you're talking about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on because I'm, I'm getting that. Every time that guy speaks, is he's stop. You stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Did you guys watch? Uh, did you watch Game of Thrones? I really uh, like that show. I watched the first season in like 2015. Yeah, I think that's what I did. I think I watched <laughs> seen it all. Great. Yeah. That's one of the very- wait. So do you back the last season? Uh, I mean, it wasn't great. The only thing that I really hated about it was there was the one main like combat episode where it was super dark. Like I don't know what they thought they were doing with the lighting and that. Like color wise, like yeah. you couldn't see shit. Yeah, like it was this epic grand battle, and you're like squinting with like a like a. <laughs> Fucking flashlight. I like, remember you saying that. Oh, I don't know what's going on in there. This is the production for like they worked on for years. Yeah, it's like yeah. This, we're over budget. This is what you fucking came up with. Lights gotta go. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they said they rushed the fuck out of that. Last Did they really? Season. Yeah. I mean, really other than that, and then like the the ending is yeah. kind of anticlimactic, but I mean, it's you know, it, it's not. I heard a lot of people say, and I didn't keep up with the show, so I'm not gonna like say one or another. Um, but I heard a lot of people say it just didn't deliver on things that you wanted to deliver. Right? Yeah, I did not feel satisfying. Yeah. That's for sure. How many yeah. uh, how many shows though? I was thinking about this too. I was trying to play devil's advocate with that show because everybody hated the ending, right? Like that's all you see, you know. Yeah. But I was trying to think. I was like, well, how many how many shows ended well where everybody was like, ah, oh, chef's kiss, everything was done right. Like, there are some. Like enlighten me. I'm kind of curious. I mean, I thought Breaking Bad had, not to bring it up again, but I, I thought Breaking Bad had a great fucking finale. Really? Uh, everything wrapped around full circle. Like, people that were pulled back from the beginning, like, things mattered again. They were part of the original no, conceptualization no. of the story. Um, I'll be honest, never, I watched, never I watched the show. Yeah, I didn't get too no, far I, like, And the thing is, is like, like I always say, it was, it was a shorter show, um, but he had... He had a where he wanted to go. Vince Gilligan knew where he wanted to go, basically from beginning to end. I'm sure some things changed throughout, but like 
he generally knew where he wanted to go. So, like, knowing and having an idea as opposed to just, oh, this first season worked. What are we going to do next? And then just coming up with it. Having a vision for where you want it to go mm-hmm. is going to is probably going to clue you into having a more sound story overall because you can wrap around all your points and bring the things back from the beginning and you know, bring things full yeah. circle. And that's what I really enjoy in a finale. Like It gives you those callbacks. It gives you the satisfying ending. It gives you everything you want out of it. <clears throat> and I think it was short enough to where it, you know, I always say, like it didn't overstay its welcome. It went out literally on top. Like mm-hmm. it, had, it drew the most viewers it ever drew in the very last episode. In the whole last eight episodes, they went up and up and up and up. And then they just went off air. Wow. And it was like, that's the way you fucking want to do it. And, and you don't want to overstay your welcome and go 17 seasons and people be like, oh, this used to be a good show. Yeah. Mm. That's way fucking worse. Hey, speaking yeah. of television yeah. shows, if I can just throw a quick suggestion out there. If you've never seen The Last Kingdom on Netflix, somebody please fucking watch it and talk to me about it because nobody else ever <laughs> ever will watch it. It's so good. Five He's seasons. Mentioned that a couple times. So good. The Last Kingdom. And they're going to make a movie because it's based on books. And they didn't get all the way done with the show. They're making a movie to finish up the storyline. But it's so good. Well, I and, you know, talking about how you said how it ended well, I'm not a creative expert, but I've heard a lot of things about good stories start from the end and then you work your way, you know, toward the front within your theory crafting. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. But... Well, they found different ways to tell stories now because they know the uh, what we were talking about earlier on in the podcast about like the um, like our attentions now and everything. Like you almost it can't just be scene playing out to scene. It's got to be like oh, we're showing you something from the ending, and then we're going to show you the beginning. So you and you're going to kind of layer yeah, this as yeah. as you go because it kind of it makes you oh shit like there, like there's so many more cuts in every mm-hmm. movie now. As opposed to before, it just would just uh, you would see people walk into a room, the scene would play out. I mean, this is back in the fifties, sixties, whatever. But it just now they they every like if you really notice and watch a movie, as opposed to just taking it in live, just like looking at how it's shot and like the different things that are that are done instantaneously, just so your attention doesn't get drawn away from yeah. it. They know what they have to do in order to keep our attention because now it's like you, you've got to be able to do that. That's why some of these TikTok videos yeah. or whatever, like yeah. 10 seconds, 30 seconds, you're like whatever's quick and whatever it's we can you, consume yeah. really fast, like that's what sells because like that's what we – it's kind of crazy because at the same time that that's the truth about our attention, and we've talked about this before, something like podcast, which is literally sit down, that's talk – and, and talk to each other for hours is one of the most popular things in the world but that I people think, consume on a daily basis. But the counterpoint to that is I think people who listen to podcasts are mm-hmm. also doing another activity. It's that itch that they feel like, that, like oh, I need yeah. to be doing yeah. and listening that's to something true. more. That's true. There's a lot of multitasking. Which, which is unfortunate, like I said, but you know, I think that's just, that's just the way that you know, tech has uh, kind of rewired us. It's like if you're not doing something, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're falling behind. We need way. to be utilizing for yeah. her. I don't necessarily feel bad about that, but it does feel like there's never a real, real chance to rest while you're awake. Because I feel like a lot of times I'm like everything that I'm doing needs to be purposeful mm-hmm. while I'm awake and doing stuff. It can't mm-hmm. be – it has to be meant to be done. It doesn't have – it can't just be me. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and relax for a while. Like yeah. I wish I could, but I'm like there's 110 things I got to do. I'm like I got to make sure they're they're mm-hmm. done and get to them. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, for sure. You know, but that's just how it gets too. Whenever you get older and you have more shit to, to handle, more shit on your plate, you know. Um, what were we on? I think we need to uh, go to the next topic. Oh, oh yeah, we did. What 
Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? All right, well, I'll go. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, old pharmaceutical advertisements? You know, I didn't like realize. just pop up on TV. They're like, oh, I didn't got realize. Shingles. I heard a statistic of like how, I don't know, I'm not going to quote it, but the majority of commercials on TV are pharmaceutical advertisements. And we're one of the only countries in the world that yeah. allow pharmaceutical advertisements on TV. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I didn't. Daytime TV is nothing but erectile dysfunction medication commercials. Yeah, it's always it's, like that and then like, you know, anti-diarrhea, or stool like, softener. Like joint pains. Yeah, just all shit. old people. So the question is, when we're older and we're that target audience, what are they going to be targeting? Same stuff. We're do you be suffer old. from short-term memory loss or something like that? I probably probably. Not. Yeah, <laughs> that, That's probably me. This guy's got the worst memory I've ever seen. It's not <laughs> that bad. It's pretty fucking bad. It's bad. You know what I always wonder with those commercials, though? They're like, do you suffer from short-term memory loss? Then they, like, the old ones, they, like, give you a number. It's like, how the fuck are they going to call you? Yeah, just call this. <laughs> call you about what? <laughs> the best ones quiz you at the end. They're like, do you remember what Janice was wearing color shirt in the first season? If not, call that number. You're fucking you dumb. Need you need to call it. You need to call it. Yeah, it is kind of, it is sad. Um, how much revenue is generated off the medical industry? Yeah, pharmaceutical companies. Oh, they just want you to get prescribed to shit. Oh, yeah. Pharmaceutical companies are so corrupt and, you know, it is. It's, it's all, it's so bad. They're legal drug dealers, man. It's very bad, much. yeah. It's, um... And they just work in unison with insurance companies to gouge you for all the money that they possibly can. Yeah. Terrible. But they are kind of entertaining sometimes because they'll be like, hey, there's you, that silver lining. Let's, let's heal this problem you have, but if this medication doesn't work, here's a list of 17 problems yeah. that might Could arise. cause cancer, loss of vision, and death. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, will those joint inflammation flare-ups be gone in a gif. And it's like, it's so dark and shitty that it's funny. Okay. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are sad, but that, yeah, like it was just this year, this past year that I, I realized how, and again, I don't really watch a lot of daytime television or any cable or no. anything like that. Most of my uh, media I consume is just YouTube or something like that. And that, you know, streaming services, that's actually so. probably where in the next 30 years is where we're starting to see pharmaceutical advertisements trickling in if you haven't already seen it, you know. Well, Netflix is just starting to introduce commercials. It's like one of their cheaper plans you can sign up for now where oh, Netflix really? is going to have commercials. Well, I'm sure they're... Everything is going to like work, like have separated and then it's going to go back into what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so well. I hope... I, I hope <laughs> we're going to have to advertise somehow. I kind of so. hope that we, um, as we get further, I don't know, I hope that we can get away from technology. Um I, you know what I mean? Like, I hope there's going to be a movement. Where That's a gets bold rid of, ask. I hope that there's going to be a movement that everybody can get rid of. Uh, not everybody, but it's going to be the cool thing to do is to follow to be like, hey, look, I'm cutting, I'm cutting the big. I'm socials. not cool. I'm cutting the big socials out of my life. I'm not on all that stuff. My phone's just for email, phone, and text. Mark me down as being lame. Though. You know? I feel like we're moving towards just more and more and more technology based. I, I think a lot of things they're going to. Like they're gonna try to go all the way with this virtual reality shit, aren't they? Try to make it to where you can feel like you're consuming like a real concert, like at home and shit like that. To I saw the co- to I saw out. a courtside VR basketball game that looked pretty cool. Like we can watch the uh, live stream in VR, and you got paid the same price as you did for the actual tickets <laughs> yeah. to go to the game. No, but yeah, I mean, 
I think it just goes back to like what we were talking about at the very beginning is just, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound like I'm anti-social media or tech or, or by any means. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good things in it. It's just I know that there can be a lot of – I just don't – I don't think that there's a lot of science that's been done on the mental health aspects directly. We know it's not the best, yeah. right? But to oh, what yeah. extent? Is it's what just hard to see it going backwards at the stage it's at now. Mm-hmm. Like cold mean? stopping. Yeah. I, I, I just saying, don't. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty far both feet in the deep end yeah. of oh, the, yeah. the yeah. technology like, age. And I think it's just going to get more. But that's it's kind of like what's the next thing because how much realer can some of these games and these movies and some of these things look like? The, is the next thing us feeling like we're experiencing this stuff just in person? Die in the, the game, you die in real life. And the next way to do that would be <laughs> virtual like, reality, metaverse, like what Andy was talking about, type mm-hmm. stuff. It's like it just feeling like it's you're there and you're experiencing it, yeah, can we, but you're actually not. Are we even theorizing like what is next? Like you said, there, yeah, there's VR, but what else is there? You know, coming down the road, yeah, pipeline. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would think that that it has to be something that gets more real feeling, even than what we have. You know what I mean? The, the internet boom is, was just so mad. There were so many different things that could be implemented within that system, and like you're saying, there's got to be something that rivals that if it's going to yeah. be that big. And we might not yeah. ever see that. In well, that's time. but here's the thing: that's still going to be tech. That's still mm-hmm. gonna be. It's gotta be tech. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I mean. Yeah. So like I just there's just no way. You know we reference the movie Her unless it's like the AI thing that does mm-hmm. all your shit for you and then mm-hmm. they just fucking take off. Can you imagine that we create these things and they're like, yeah, we're just gonna take off once we get smart enough. <laughs> Too smart Later. for you guys. Yeah. It's like fuck. We just made all this shit. And they just left. Yeah. Either that or they're like, ah, these guys are fucking morons, man. Let's just. We're going to make them work for us now. And we're just going to trick them into it. Enslaved by the robots. The a- I mean, talking about AI, and mm-hmm. talking, we were talking about hype trains, people getting on, like, I'm sick and tired of scrolling through and saying, this AI does this. And everybody just jumped on the hype train of AI, like trying to get clickbaits for people to click on their uh, product because it has AI in the title because chat GPT blew up. So, I mean, there is a, a, I've listened to theories about the AI boom. It's like always exponential. And once it reaches a certain threshold, it, it knows so much and it will already head off the people who might want to shut AI down. Mm-hmm. And so they'll already put in safe place measurements so that way they don't get shut down because it's just kind of a rabbit hole to go down through. But I think Elon Musk is very afraid of that or something like that. He talked about AI being uh, explosive in the terms of, it, once it reaches a certain threshold, it can't be stopped. And yeah. AI is always learning. That's what the kind of hell yeah. what it's designed yeah. for. Mm-hmm. What uh, whose was that? I had pharmaceutical ads. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, they're definitely yeah. fucking overrated. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're fun for the wrongest reasons. Yeah, yeah. but they're over because like <laughs> it's like a business, and this is like this is shit you need to take care of your health, or theoretically that. One might also say that there's other ways to take care of it than fucking this kind of shit that they tell you you need. Just yeah. that they're making billions of dollars off of. You give a rat's ass who's being affected by it Why as long as they make their money. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But like, but then there's other alternates to that kind of shit too. I mean, um, yeah, there's people that definitely need some of the medications out there. There's yeah. like no denying that. Like some people need pres- those prescriptions, but it is also a business. Like anything's a business, so it's <laughs> yeah. like. You know, if they're in doctors' pockets and shit, 
And doctors are like, oh, you know, oh, I think you got this. But how are you saying that's just try a, this out? That's just the U.S. type deal thing. How it's is this not going to end? Where like a few of these major ass companies own everything? Amazon. Mm-hmm. They already do. How, it's. It's. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. Like There's no way it's going to like. If you they're like, going to look get, at the brand, they're going to assume more and more. <clears throat> right? All these like little companies that we know of, like not little, but even like all these brand names that we know of, all belong to like eight companies. Mm-hmm. So like. It's already heading down that road where it's just all these super corporations are just fucking controlling everything. A lot of those big pharma corporations have criminal charges against them. All numerous criminal charges against them. Yeah. They're still able just to function. Because they got money. Yeah. Well, you got to think, though, too. Anytime that you run anything in the medical profession, there's always lawsuits on you because fucking you literally work with ill people that die. Mm Mm-hmm. So people die and then people sue. Well, but medical in the United States is big money. In yeah. other countries, it's it's not. So I'm curious to see if like that like lawsuit it carries the same number, you know, across country borders or not. But uh, probably not because it's free then. Right, and then know? it's like, well, they tried. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, like, well what can you do? I'd say Graham, but I guess they didn't do it right. So <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> What uh, would you guys say? Oh, super overrated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's next? You guys got one or no? Mitch. Yeah, I was gonna say. What were you thinking of earlier? I had one that I wanted to ask, but again, I'm probably gonna butcher the phrasing. I wanted to know about personal development and self awareness. How much of that has changed for you guys over the past couple of years? Your young adult process, getting into the world, and. Uh, I don't know if it really follows along the same lines as uh, overrated or underrated or not. I mean, you can you can probably put it in within that frame. Um, I definitely for me it's underrated. Definitely, yeah. Underrated. I know. I, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, but being that said, obviously we probably each have our own explanation. Absolutely yeah. for that. Yeah, Alex, honestly. What do you? What have you? What have you experienced the last few years? Like, uh, in terms well, of, I mean, honestly, because this is. Real life catching up still at the same time. Mm-hmm. What have I, you, uh, um, how have things changed for you? I pretty much went from just delivering pizza, doing that being the only thing. I never really did anything else. And then um, I had a doctor visit in like the, it was like late 2020 where, you know, I had gotten really big. I was like 360 pounds and talked to the doctor about, you know, wanting to do something about it and recommended surgery and so I had weight loss surgery and pretty much that experience that change over like since then you know I went from not being in school and just delivering pizza and I had that surgery and then within a year started back school started a new job full-time lost 100 pounds started work started school it was like a lot of like growth but it was all at one time it mm-hmm. was like kind of overwhelming to be quite honest with you it mm-hmm. was a lot of change and a lot of just changing things up and then of course now it kind of like it's almost like now it's not in a bad way but it's kind of like caught up to me now like holy cow life's totally different than what it was before and as far as like my own personal stuff so now I was just kind of like trying to adjust and you know keeping on track but yeah my personal growth is and changes it's been a lot over the past couple years and now it's just trying to get right on the mental side of it. If, like, physical, I start to feel better. Mm-hmm. I gotta get, like, mental right. But, mm-hmm. 
it's been pretty it's been a pretty wild last few years but yeah yeah the mentally getting right I feel like it's just a never ending battle mm-hmm. there's ups and there's downs and you know that, yeah that is that's the hard part about life and, and how much is that you can control versus the things that you can't you know yeah. we were talking a little bit about like why I brought up this question I feel like there's something that you know the toughest things in life for me are the things I cannot tangibly touch fix feel address you know they're just always they just they just feel fleeting and those are the most frustrating to me it's like man I wish I could just figure this out but I can't or I don't know how to I don't know how to attack it mm-hmm. illness is kind of that but we are we do live in a very you know uh a blessed opportunity to live in the states where there is a lot of medicine or interventions that you're able to address and, and tackle health wise but it's almost synonymous in that way of like I just the thing for me personally has been I'm not able to touch it. It's almost like grief in a way, you know. It's like I, I, I want to be able to address it directly, but almost it's like, is it a time thing? Is it something I need to do? And I'm staying vague on purpose, but um, definitely this, like Alex said, you know, within this, these past three years have been very difficult for me in terms of that. I just can't, I can't address it. I've tried, I've tackled it a lot, and I know eventually it'll come, and I'm hopeful that it will come and be addressed right. But yeah, that. Being self-aware and that growth, like you're saying, you know, Elijah, that just that life is, is you know, those are those tough things, curves, curveballs, and I think it's very important, you know, to have your friends, to have your things you still enjoy, and I know it's easy to say for someone who might be down, it's like, well, I don't have friends or something like that, but, um, and I'm not one to say this is how you fix that issue or not, because for everybody it's very different, but mm-hmm. I've definitely had to rely on those things, you know, that, that, uh, that I feel like have been my staples and have proved true to be my staples you know growing through those hurdles yeah <clears throat> yeah I think like things that you get into or are passionate about and you know people that you can like that share those experiences and have some of those same feelings I think like that makes it a little easier to you know because then you have people that sort of see it from your same point of view although it's hard to fully ever see it from someone's point of view you know what I mean yeah because like there's been a lot of people that have walked this world that have died or have yet to come, you know what I mean? And and, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, you know, probably someone has also walked a mile or two in your shoes or the same situation you might be going through. But how closely are they to you? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You don't get to really talk to those people to say like, hey, like, how did you handle that? You know, how did you handle that curveball? What did you do that helped you out through that? And that's the tough part of like the assimilation that you feel like you might have with others that I'm just alone. People yeah. have never gone through this before, you know? And that's the cycle of the negative thought process that you can get caught in that I know it, you know is not healthy but you mm-hmm. just keep going down that road sometimes you just gotta snap out I literally like the other night I don't know who was on the podcast we were off air on air but I've I said the same thing I'm like I just go through and I've always been this way and like you guys know like just probably know that anyway and just like whenever something happens or like I'll take a lot of things just harshly and like I'll just whether or not it was my fault or whether some aspect of it was, I'm just like, I just punish myself for it. Mm-hmm. Like, just mentally, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. Like, just, and that and that goes with, like, just eating your thoughts alive, like, just overthinking and just being like, oh, man, I could have done this or could have done that. And it doesn't do any good, but it's like, I, you know, I want to think that I could do something about it. And, uh, and that's kind of the thing with the personal growth over the last few years is, like, I've finally got to the point where, like, I've overcame a lot of things that always were holding me back or that I needed to get to or I needed to do or accomplish. 
And so I get to this point, you know, and, and I even feel this way every six months or a year or just however often I'm like, I feel like I know enough to where like, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to make any of these stupid mistakes again. <laughs> and then like you get thrown something else that looks a little bit like the thing you just, you know, you just threw back and like, it's, it wasn't the same, you know, it was like, okay, the situation, like, you know how you hear, uh, stuff will repeat itself until you learn the lesson kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, it just throws itself at you in different kind of ways until you do learn. And I'm just like, and I get to the point over and over where I'm just like, I feel like I should have fucking known better. You know what I mean? But like, you just feel like that over and over because, you know, you haven't either, you haven't learned or like, you're just, or you haven't, you know, you like every, every time I feel like I learn more shit, I'm like, I feel like I, I'm supposedly this more mastered version of myself to where I'm, I'm going to see these things coming if they happen. And you fucking don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you really don't know when, when shit's just going to, you know, be, be thrown into upheaval, really, mm-hmm. in your life. Um, but I think the real important thing is to adapt with that. And I've realized the last few years, I'm like, like some of the last two or three years have been as important as anything like that I've ever gone through. And it's me in a more uh, mature personal state of being in, in mind, but also I have more self-awareness than ever. And like the way my actions or my words might be perceived or might not like, I can't, I can't also control the way that they're perceived, but I'm like, I can control what I put out there yeah. and what I relay to people and how I communicate with people. And, uh, and that's all self-awareness, right? Yeah. That's the, that's, and that's the thing, the definition of self-awareness. It's, you know, cause most of the time when I screw something up or I fuck something up with somebody, whatever, it's like my, my soul is in torture until I can fucking work that out. You know what I mean? It just is like, I, it just doesn't sit right with me. Um, but, uh, I like now I'm just more aware of what I put out there because I'm just like, I know it's going to come back to me in some way, shape or form. And like, wouldn't you rather that be positive than negative? Not that you do it to have something. Oh, I have something coming back to me down the road. If I do this good task for somebody, no, it's, but it's just like, you would rather put out positive because like, if you want anything coming back to you, it's it's something (laughs) just like that back. Like you're not trying to cause anybody any disturbance. You're trying to go about your way. Sometimes, you know, we hurt people or sometimes we get hurt by people and things happen. But it's like, for the most part, I feel like everybody is pretty on board with, you know, improving as a person and just trying to move forward. You know what I mean? We were talking about that, there, but there are some people who, who've, who I guess, eventually reach a point in their lives. They don't want to improve. They feel like they, you know what I mean? They, they, they learned everything or nobody else is going to ever teach them anything that is worthwhile and... That's unfortunately the people probably you don't. Or they get wanna, stuck. Yeah, like a, lot of, a lot of people have really gotten stuck and like mm-hmm. have stayed at age twenty three, twenty, you know, whatever. It's like for a while, it's like, man, like you can. Yeah, we're in a very dangerous age range. You know, a lot like, of like a lot of people are in different places at different. Yeah, yeah that's how your twenties. That's how this is kind of the yeah, era to kind of try things out, dabble, mess up. Yeah. And change oh, I've done a lot of trial and error yeah. in, in these last several years. But then, I think this is definitely that age range that you might be, and again, I could be completely wrong, but people might get stuck in that comfort yep. level, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's a fear of mine too, you know, and trying to mm-hmm. do that self-reflection and being self-aware. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be stuck, but I'm going to keep trying and being honed every day, and so. That's how I feel too. It's like, I'm in no way unhappy with where I am in my life like I mm-hmm. I may be like unhappy with still some of like myself like I'm not fully happy you know with everything about myself but I I'm happy enough with my life you know and I can support myself and I have a group around me but I don't 
feel like I'm where I want to be forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I've grown a lot, but I feel like there's still a lot more I could do. Which is tough because I'm in a comfortable place. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's exactly kind of where I'm I guess that tough spot of being happy with where you're at, but also being too content with where yeah, you're at. It's yeah, like you like, can't. I could be happy. Well, because you feel like you've earned it once more. you eclipse to that next plateau, but the problem is you can't sit there forever. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It also starts to catch up with you. Yeah. And, and that that's progress. what I mean. Like, once you get there, it's like, whoo, I finally overcame that bridge and crossed <laughs> that thing. But then it's just like, okay, but you can't ride on that for too long mm. because then that's whenever you really become complacent and are, and are just fine with that. And that's, and that's, it's not even really about, it is about where you're at, but it's also about the amount of effort you're putting in because that's when you get unhappy. Because even if you're up there, if you, if you become, if you, if you, if your hunger starts dying down and you really just don't want to, don't have it in you to move forward, it's like then even if you're at that level, like even if you're at kind of where you want to be, if you become complacent and don't want to keep going forward, like it's, you're not going to be happy mm-hmm. because you did all that for what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to keep with it. And that's the hardest part. I, th- I think getting there is one thing. I think staying there, yeah, absolutely. that's something the fuck else. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and staying consistent. Um, so it's, I don't know, man. Like I'm still learning every every single day about all of this. I feel like, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, you don't stop learning until you're dead. I believe. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you should. You know, you shouldn't have the mindset that you do, or like, oh, when I get to retirement, or where I get to that one position, or the weekend, or vacation, or there's there's got to be something on the other other end of that. You can't just be get to this and then I can oh it's like you gotta like what's next mm-hmm. honestly you gotta, you gotta keep it moving and that can be a, t- a topic it's hard and, and I definitely again going back to social media I think there is a uh, there's a group of people who capitalize off that that grind mindset always gotta be doing something and I think it can be toxic a little bit you know what I mean to be always you always gotta be making money or you always gotta be doing something and if you're not you're falling behind and, and I think that was something I was alluding to earlier mm-hmm. um but I, I know what you're meaning. I'm just saying. I yeah. think people can spin yeah. that off in a in a bad yeah. way of like, you know, subscribe to my monthly Patreon. And I'll show you how to be a you know a millionaire or whatever. And so, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Where do I sign up? It's uh, it's the Gungan billionaire. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Binks, Binks billionaire. I'm gonna dress up as Jar Jar Binks and break into your house. <laughs> Beat your ass. <laughs> what topic were we on? Oh, you! It was Probably yours. Too, it was the. And again, I don't know if it really is a rating. I just kind of wanted to talk to you. I mean, I would say it's underrated, though. I mean, because here's the thing, though. It's like you would think the way we're talking about it, we all seem pretty like we know where we're coming from, like on it, you know, because I think we're all actively trying to pursue a better life mm-hmm. overall and trying to. And it may not all be at the same level, and it may not always be even or consistent, but it's like we're still also trying to build. Put together the blocks of our yeah, lives and, and put, you know, yeah. and you know, for the future. But uh, I think there's still a lot of people, and I'm not you know, obviously I'm not going to name anybody, but I'm, but I think there's a lot of people that are just they're still kind of like, well, I don't I don't know if I can really do too much more than this, or I, I you know, I like mm-hmm. we're just kind of like you steady out because you didn't think or you didn't believe in yourself to get to the next fucking place. Like there's there's always something you you can do. Yeah. Like, if you can't do anything about your situation, like, what do you think anybody else is going to be able to do about it? 
And I think that is just people. Some people have to go through their own timeline too. You know, oh yeah, well yeah, match everybody's and and, but I I get what you're saying there, Tim. Yeah, that's not even saying that there's anything. That's why I was vague about it. Yeah, no, and I follow what you're saying. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with somebody either. You know that everybody, like you said, come like everybody has a different path and lives different lives. Like if somebody gets married, you know, at 21 and becomes a contractor and mm-hmm. then does that for, you know, 30 years and it's enough to support a family and they're happy with where they're at and they got mm-hmm. a house and stuff. And that's a fine life too, you know. There's yeah. nothing like wrong with that, but it's definitely underrated to, I feel like, always be like working on yourself in some way yeah. at least and sure. trying to grow, whether that is mentally, physically, but like your to- character, with your life. Yeah, it doesn't mean work 10 more hours, fucking do all this, like, to make your life harder. It just means, like, if you're ever-changing and ever-evolving, it doesn't mean don't stay true to your your um, your beliefs and your morals or anything like that, because those things are important to maintain. But, like, if you're open to more knowledge and laying yourself, layering yourself, I think, as an individual, those are all good things, because you're always open to, to being... Um, mindful about things you might not have known otherwise you know what i mean yeah and being uh being open to others too you know who are around who, who might feel the same way or shy or embarrassed in some way yeah. too but you and you never know you never know who that's going to be whoever you come in contact with and i think that's going back to that self-awareness right the vibe you put out the the persona you represent you know when you interact with people it goes a long way because you never know who's going to be I know it's kind of cliche to say, but like you never know. You know? Some of these cliches have begun to come true in mm-hmm. the in our more recent years. That's what's crazy. I mean, there's right? a reason people say it all the time. There's <laughs> a little bit, a little inkling of truth to it. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah. Um. Shit. Do we all say underrated on that? What'd yeah. You say, <laughs> I think yeah. so. We Absolutely. Did. Probably was very obvious. Well, thank but... you for sharing, man. Yeah, that was no, that was good. I think everybody got to say a little piece of what they wanted to say. Um. Who's next? I have something if nobody has something. I was going to say, I don't know if I have yeah, anything else. else. All right, well, mine, if this throws us back, Dane <laughs> Cook. I've never, never fucking used that one before. I mean, old Dane Cook? like Well, Dane, Dane Cook overall, man. That's the thing. I don't know if I've experienced but I, thing. I saw him live Dane in California. What is he, yeah, what is he up to now? Is he still doing He's, shows? He actually just released like a special that he, that oh, he uh, self-financed. Called like above it all or something. Really? Like that. I haven't watched it, but it's wasn't wasn't from saying that he live streams like video games. Dane Cook. No, I th- oh, oh yeah, actually, I think it was. Yeah, I think he I does. Thought. I think he plays like he's on Twitch and like, streams games. Dude, speaking of social media though, he's the one that had, like fucking elevated his name big time and got huge yeah. off the initial social media. He era. was big off Netflix, wasn't he? Wasn't he big on no uh, like uh, MySpace? No he way. had a huge following really? on MySpace. Yeah, back wow. in the day, way back in the day. And he was just a straight comedian. Yeah, but he figured out how to market himself on there, and he just gained like a huge following wow. on there. Yeah, and he was kind of noted as like the first, first like uh, comedian or one of the first like political, like or political, one of the first like public figures really that mm-hmm. that used social media, his social media presence to elevate him and sell tickets like across the fucking wow. country and shit. Yeah. So people, even if you didn't know who he was, like, people were finding out about who he was because everybody was getting on this thing at the same time. Yeah, it might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Fromm brought that up that he, he yeah, is. Yeah, we were talking about we it. He sold out MSG. And, and like, uh, I think he's just on Twitch. And 
I mean, let's talk about that for a second too. I don't mean to hijack the conversation. No, you're good. But like, the, like if you could be a Twitch, like would that not be like the best job? I feel like a no, successful. Twitch I feel like streamer? it would be awful because you're always in the eye of people. Like when you're just trying to do something you enjoy, like play video games. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now you have to do a little monkey dance and entertain all the people while you're playing or doing whatever to make your money. And I just feel like it would be. I think it'd be fun at first, and then it would be awful, like really? for your mental. I feel like it would be anytime you have to like just perform for somebody all the time. Do you guys watch any streamers or anything like that, or of anything, any type of content? I mean, I'm not big on like Twitch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mainly like, yeah, I just like I like listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah, and streaming. Yeah, mainly. But yeah, Twitch is really taking off, it seems like. Yeah, but Twitch yeah. is also really bad. Like, I think they have that very poor management, from what I've heard. Of, like, they could just, like, ban you for no reason or whatever. And like, Those are some, like, that that's six, seven, eight years of people's lives who've dedicated to their, you know, like Alex said, they were doing their monkey dance, and that was their life, and now they can't get back on a platform for, to, you know, make any more money. So it's it's a weird, again, I know that's been a common thing about this podcast that we've talked about, but tech is weird, and... And that's one of the ways definitely is. But back on the Dane Cook thing, I do feel as though I like Dane Cook's stand-up, but I don't know, man. I just have a soft spot for Dane Cook's films. Yeah. I just love the movies that he's in. Oh, I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. Like, all the ones that we watched. Like, they, like that cracked our shit up for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Those are super underrated. Yeah, Dane Cook I think so, too. For sure. Love mm-hmm. What Cook. movies were they? Good luck, Chuck, and my best friend's girl were always pretty yeah, funny. And he was in Employee of the Month also, which was funny, but it wasn't as funny. Yeah. Employee of um, the Month. It's, it's like rom-coms, essentially. Like the yeah, girl yeah. Then. But they were like vulgar, at least. Yeah. Good luck, Chuck, and my best friend's girl. Is he the main, like, protagonist in the in the movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Although he's kind of like the protagonist and antagonist. Yeah, he's his own, <laughs> he's my best his friend's own girl. worst. His own yeah. worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah, in both, really. But he's not really, there's not really a bad side of him in Good Luck Chuck. Like, there's really, in My Best Friend's Girl, he, like, knowingly is doing the kind of things he's doing just to make right. money. But it's it was an interesting take, though. Like, like he's he, like, knows people, like, uh, these girls he meets in bars who pay him to take out their exes, or these guys' exes, so that he can treat them like shit and then... The guys pay him because then their exes come crawling back to who they were with. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's and so it honestly was like really like a smart idea for uh, for something. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I was like, man, that's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, because you know, some somebody out there, there's definitely quite a few that would actually probably work. Oh yeah. Be like, oh my god, I can't believe how. Like, I'm not saying it's everybody. Or it's even guys or you know girls or whatever, but like you know, there's a certain percentage that would do the exact yeah. thing. Like once they got treated like shit from somebody else, crawl <laughs> right back to the X. So I was like, that's a pretty smart idea for a movie. Yeah. Um. And uh, and what's funny is he'd go to that bar and like everybody loved him though, but he would yeah. he would continuously do the same shit. <laughs> but then a lot of people did not like him. Like all around just, town, just underrated movies. Yeah, dude. they were they were funny as hell. Like in that, we watched a lot of those in what sophomore, like junior year, probably. Yeah, around that time. hanging out a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were honestly like I love watching those movies and like watched them at a good time in my life too in high school, like in that time. Right. 
Um, but yeah, no, I I always I always enjoyed his comedy. But it's it's it, it is rough though because I mean I saw him in California do like a few stand up spots like at the Improv and whatnot. That was really cool because I was like fucking six feet away from him, yeah. and we'd always watch his shit and stuff. And like he was like you know the childhood comedian that I always loved. And like now, like Bill Burr's probably my favorite stand up like right now. Um, but Dane Cook is my childhood like favorite stand up, and just that being him saying like you know knowing all of his stuff then. Like, he's always got that place in my heart regardless, like, of how... And I'm not even saying one really over the other or anything, but I'm like, as much as I love Bill. Like, that's the thing. Because I'm like, I can't, can't replace that time in my life whenever, like, his shit influenced us a lot. Oh, me? yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I always enjoyed his stuff. Is that the, like, thir- 13 Little Pennies? Is, is that they get? Yeah, they get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, send him to Oxford. Yeah, <laughs> Maguga here. For just uh, yeah. the little. Uh, and they sent Maguga uh, here to Oxford. Uh, uh, he 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 did have some. I, I don't know who I saw that with. You pro- probably you probably, probably yeah, sure. Benson's Animal Farm. <laughs> We're gonna go to Benson's. Yeah, like going to Benson's. The comedian I remember listening to sharing a pair of headphones with a friend on the bus. On his iPod Nano, he had, like, the Dane Cook album on there. And we were just like, that's, like, some real throwback shit. Man, iPad na- and iPod Nanos. I remember I had one of those, too. Jeez. The, the B&E. That's B&E. Still B&E. B&E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it old B&E. And I'm not talking about a bacon and eggs. <laughs> I'm, break- I'm talking about breaking <laughs> That's... But he's like, but now that I say it, a bacon and egg sounds fucking delicious. I'll do one of those anytime. <laughs> you can tell it back, man. Comedy is, I think comedy is on another level of entertainment. You know, you just yeah. got to be finding that. What what feels better than laughing, you know? Yeah. Laughing, that genuine yeah. laugh. What? There's not much that beats that, dude. <laughs> no. It's, it's I think what beats I think what beats it is being the person that makes somebody laugh. You know, I think the people who find themselves and get that high off like I mean we've all told a good joke and busted up the room and been like, Yeah, Daddy? that feels you know, I, 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 I might not have Yo, we've all been there, right? Right? Yeah. Somebody tell me, please. Yeah, I've done, I've done that for sure. I've done that. But yeah, I think it's uh like my head's off to those people, you know. Hey, I appreciate you, man. No problem. Okay. Anything yeah. I can do for you? Tell me where your comedy specials at, and I'll I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good one. I seem upset. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> Dane. I mean, yeah, he was one of the first ones to really take off. But then I feel like with the whole, the movies, you know, they were pretty good. But like, I feel like critically they got flopped and shit, or kind of shit on it. He felt kind of like shitty about it, or got. I think they just decided they didn't like him. Yeah, they kind of the just tossed him well? aside. Yeah, like critic, like Hollywood just kind of tossed him aside after a few yeah. movies. I mean, had you heard of him before we brought him up? The movies? <laughs> no, I've heard. Of, I've heard of the movies. I didn't know he that. was. He I was like he the him. voice in that Planes movie. They did hire him for that years after. Um, I don't even know what you're talking that, about. You know, like Cars, the um, animated Pixar movie. They made Planes and oh, he was Dane in Cook that. Was, apparently, he also auditioned for Captain America. But I mean, yeah, we're gonna have yeah, you see how that turned out. Um. Because Chris Evans got that, I would I would say he's underrated. He probably could make a comeback special. And I think I think too his influence was underrated too because 
like nobody even nobody did any of that shit before he did. Mm-hmm. And then he he was the first comic to he sell an MSG his... in over twenty years or some shit like that. He was ahead of his time, and he a hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, it was no surprise that he landed all those roles. And like even if it didn't go. It's like he's still, you know, rich as hell doing comedy. Like, he had a good fucking run either way. And, I mean, I'm still, I'm sure he'll still get things from time to time either way. But, I am I mean, I'm with Alex. Like, me and Alex watched a lot of those movies together and stuff. I thought the movies were funny. Yeah. But, I mean, also, we're just talking in general. And uh, I did think his comedy was, it's not to say that his, like, comedy was, like, necessarily all the funniest I've ever seen or something. But it, it was so influential and, and funny for what it was, like, that I just... That his influence overall as a person, I'm like, there's no replacing like what that meant for that time. You know what I mean? Did did he do anything that would um, subject him to being out of the spotlight in a way? Like anything bad? I mean, honestly, no. it just I think what happened was he was on such a hot streak for so long, and then he went to Hollywood, and some of those movies tanked, and then yeah. that's what sort of people were kind of like, ah, eh, okay, He's they were ready hot. to move on from yeah, it. Right. It's kind of what it was, but it's like. You know, for him, it's like he made some money. He got his name out there. Like nobody's gonna forget. You is know, he, is is he the same? Like kind of followed the same path as uh, like, or Daniel Tosh followed his path. Whatever happened with him? I thought he was hilarious. He's still, I think Tosh point oh. I mean, I don't know if they're making new episodes. I think they are even making really? new episodes. Wow. But he's it's I still on TV weren't. all the time. <laughs> Not a big fan. I never really. Was. I I never I, the show. I don't like stand up is pretty good. What I understand, yeah, it's like. What'd you say the show is? I didn't. I didn't like the show, but I like. I don't mind Tasha's stand up. Oh, I actually haven't seen. It. I would like to honestly see it as opposed to. It's like okay. It's like I've heard he's pretty funny. He's stand-up. he's making yeah, fun of a bunch yeah. of videos, but like really, his show is videos. So it's like okay. some of them are just flat out disgusting. On All right, let's say let's let's, let's, let's separate Tosh point O and just go to Daniel Tosh's stand up. I've never actually yeah, watched any really of his stand-ups. Okay. Oh, what I was going to say, though, in back to what you said about, like, what feels better than laughter, it's like, that's, you know, we always say, like, it should be what it should be. Um, but also, it's it's the simple art of, it's like them with a microphone, and, like, they're doing nothing, like, not doing nothing, because they're obviously performing their act, but they're, like, it's just them and a mic. It's not a green screen, it's not this, it's not a movie, it's, it's them with a microphone, and they're... Making you laugh, falling out of your seat, harder than fuck. Like you just be with able a to draw you in. That's what I mean. Like, and it's it's amazing at how good some of them it's are. Another way of being a great storyteller. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Even using the mic for like special sound effects and stuff yeah. like that. Like that to me is like, nah, it's pretty well done. It's it's a really it's a really un like and it gets a lot of praise, but it's still probably an underrated art form. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot of people could do it. I think a lot of people could try it. I don't think a lot of people could do it and do it super well. I think you know the I, mean? I think the comedy trains on the up. Yeah, I, I, mean, I definitely do. You know, I, or I hope it is. Like you were saying, yeah. we, we we need it, and I think it definitely is. good I just for don't the think culture. there's as many like mainstream big names right now as there have been in the past. I think a lot of like, I always see like a lot of smaller comedians, and I think they're just hilarious. But I don't know how many people know about them. So no, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Comedy's like ever growing too. It's, I feel like it's in a, an upswing again. It wasn't for the longest time. It was actually yeah. down. Like no one like because like again yeah, it was, it was really sensitive. It was like yeah, it was like oh we don't want to you know. I feel like the stand up scene. So. Dave Chappelle said, "Who gives a rise?" <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle kind of did go hard 
Oh, yeah. I feel like the comedians now, too, are kind of, like, taking that path to where they're seeing it's possible with this podcast and people are saying whatever they want on there. I was going to talk about this earlier. I think cancel culture is losing its sting, for sure, because these big-name people do things bad, and then (laughs) they're still able to survive, you know what I mean? Like, so Well, yeah, they disappear for a while. Yeah, but I think that the fact that they come back, it, like, lessens that, like, sting. Unless you're on Twitch, and if you're on Twitch, you get canceled, and you get canceled. There's no coming back. (laughs) Your account's yeah, but, just gone. Yeah. Well, I think some of the uh, things that they were reacting about, not that some people didn't have good reasons to be like, sure. oh, fuck them. No, like they, you sure. know, but yeah. I think it started losing traction also because it was it was kind of like crying wolf after so fucking long. They were trying to get people about, oh, he posted this in 2003. And then people eventually were just like, yeah, yeah, who gives a fuck? Okay, let's see what else is going on. Yeah. It's like, it's how micromanaging are we going to get about it? Like Again, all, the, all the athletes, they find yeah. the old posts about, like, he said a slur. Yeah, he was also 12. <laughs> yeah, he was 12, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, there are some, like you said, some people it yeah. wasn't, it was absolutely justified, you know. Uh, I, I think at a certain point it's kind of crazy because, like, if you really want to take things out of context, if you really want to go on social media or people's, it's like you're going to find, you're like, you're going to be able to find something that yeah. they could try to take everybody down. That if clear. we really don't, if we really go to that extreme with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Like, is it really that much more important to take these people out that are just saying whatever in, within the confines of their own home or place? Mm-hmm. If it's not really fucked up or right. like a threat, obviously, because that's, you know, a big deal. But if it's like, if they're just entertaining themselves or like just whatever, it's like, I don't think it's... I don't think it's really hurting anybody. And that's what I was saying. You know what I mean? To Elijah's point, I think it's on the way back up again. It's like I think people are understanding, or hopefully understanding that too. I really think that whenever a lot of these uh, pandemic, like the restrictions were dropped last year, I really feel like a lot of people, there was like another oomph, like a boom, where everybody was so happy to get back out again and do shit, that like it was just a resurgence of us you know, in I mean, kind of good and bad way, I guess. But we are still we are funneling so many dollars back into the economy and everything, and like shit was booming again because everything was open and everybody was enjoying each other's company. And like you watch sporting events, like people were as into it as like they've ever been, if not more, like because everybody was for the most part pretty grateful that stuff's back in full mm-hmm. swing now. You know what I mean? Uh, and now we're going on like more than a year of that being the case, which is phenomenal because it's been the past year has been way more exciting than the two years before that, um, in almost every way. Yeah. So it's like, do you guys or have you guys ever been to any comedy clubs around here or any not really shows? around here? I went to a few out in California. Helium. Yeah, we times. did go to Helium. Yeah. There's also the Funny Bone around. I don't here. think you've ever been to the Funny Bone. And I mean, I've seen stand up uh, at the pageant and at Stifle Theater mm-hmm. and at the Fox. We saw Bill Burr at the Fox. I saw Burt Kreischer at yeah, Stifle, awesome. and I saw Nikki Glaser at the pageant. Oh wow! Really? And I saw that Martin was recently. Norman. Nikki was recently, wasn't it? She's she comes like every year because she's from here, but she's from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she started in St. Louis. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I saw Mark Norman at the Helium before you like really? really took off. I like Mark. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, no, he's, he's he like crosses the line sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm about to see uh, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino in like a month. They're coming. Oh, so really? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
That would be awesome. Whose topic is next anyway? What did, what did everybody say about Dame? Probably a little underrated, yeah. Underrated. I, I think he's underrated Foul because off. yeah, if he if he came back with something big, I think he'd do pretty well. I want to watch that uh that uh, his newest special, honestly. <clears throat> and I think he's going on tour and he's doing some more shit this year, so hopefully he's like back and you know, actually uh going around again. That's what I was waiting on. I'm like for so long he released like one random special in like two thousand fourteen or something like that, and then like nothing really since then. You catch him live and you know, like I saw I saw some amazing shows out in California with just people on Whenever they had like the stacked lineup of like, you know, um, you know Whitney and Tom and like people like you know Theo Vaughn and all and Dane Cook, Elijah or Eliza Schlesinger, and like all these people and like the same show and it was like fucking twenty dollar tickets out. Really? really, I saw two shows at the Hollywood Improv with Stevens and uh, we saw another show at the Laugh Factory and Chris D'Elia was there and like a whole bunch. Of, like we saw so many people for a cheap show. All it was was like. You had to get like two drinks of. I think they had to, or their alcohol drinks or whatever, but um, it was a cheap fucking deal, and you got to see a whole bunch of con- you know comedians awesome. and shit. That's so awesome. I mean, but that that was the spot, and then uh, post pandemic, obviously, Rogan and a lot of other people moved to Texas, and people moved to like Tennessee, and you know what I mean. Everybody. That's the thing. Is like, I love California. Or I was living out there, and I'd love to still maybe visit there, but I'm like, man. That place just seems like it's fucking wrecked compared to what it was even a few years ago. Really? It, to me, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still where they're filming a lot of the stuff. So, I mean, I hope it comes back uh, in a lot of ways. Granted, a lot of people that left there are not going to move back there. So, I guess we'll see. Um, what uh, other topics do anybody have anyway? I, could I don't know if I had come up with one. Yeah, I didn't have how many did you? How many did you have, Alex? Did you just bring the one? I had the Star Wars one, but I thought Ooh, I, I, know, which I was... brought the most in, uh, <laughs> passionate defense. No, that was a good one. That was a good conversation. That was funny. Yeah, I do. I do have another one on top of that, even. Although I was trying to think of a food. What do you got? Um, I don't really have one, but I guess since we kind of talked about it earlier, what is your guys' take? On theatrical bar fights. <laughs> <laughs> theatrical bar fights. Uh, definitely underrated for me. Uh, no, you don't I think don't. it's overplayed? Yeah, no, it's for sure overplayed. <laughs> it's for sure overplayed. Stand up for what you believe Hey, man, man. I, I was a big Stick fan. I was a big fan at first, and a lot of people talked me out of it, and they realized there's a, the reality Who, aspect. Who's talking you out of it? I had the four people. <laughs> I've never encouraged you at anything more. I yeah, think you should. I die. I think theatrical bar fights is good, except for whenever you see the times whenever they would take somebody and toss them on top of the bar and slide them all the way down. It's like, what's the Through the drinks. That's yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, the That's just making a mess. Yeah, you, you know? don't need it. Yeah. Well, they, that is usually scene. what the bar fight in movies is. It's just mass chaos, and they're yeah. usually creating more of a mess than they are actually fighting. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. like breaking glasses on the ground and... You can see why some people views. might romanticize why being a part of a bar fight might be fun in a way. <laughs> yeah, until it gets it's like people out of windows. <laughs> it's like, come on, you ruin the bar with one fight. But what kind of like bike are you like? How violent of a bar fight are you wanting to be in? Like, I mean, I definitely you want to smash get... bottles. You want? I want to get hit. No, like, are you trying to kill somebody? Like, no, you just trying no. To... That's the part of the reality oh, I was talking about. I want a like, lame bar like, fight. Then with yeah. bar fights, like in in in. More like in a bar reality, disagreement instead of a bar fight. In reality, often people may get maimed or killed. And that's not what I'm part of. I'm like, I'm, I'm not one of the part of that. 
a couple hands thrown and then getting done out of the bar and then going on your own separate ways. You just want to throw a couple punches and get thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) You could do that literally anywhere. You could just do that. I want to get in a bar scuffle. Yeah, you can get in a McDonald's uh, fight. bar yeah. disagreement. <laughs> you guys do it this weekend. So many hits are in. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Never mind. I, Theatrical gonna... bar fights. Oh, yeah. Like Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. Like fucking like that. Like Patrick Swayze just you. whooping some ass all over the place. You guys ever seen Roadhouse? Yeah. Roadhouse? <laughs> Come on, you watched that Family Guy episode, didn't you? I don't like Family Guy. Really? What do you like? Houses. I like Simpsons. Oh, no. I do, I do too. I no, it's, oh, no, it's, no. I mean, it's good. It's been on TV or it for or it 40 used to fucking be. years. Or it used to be. <laughs> no, dude, the episode, if you go and you watch the episodes from the recent seasons, and you actually, I if I you, you actually sit there and watch them, it's still entertaining. They I might not be exactly the most recent There you go. There's mine for you. The Simpsons. Uh, there's my topic for you. I was actually fine thought about that earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's definitely underrated. Thank you. You say it's underrated? Thank well, you. we kind of... What? We all grew up... I mean, it's up, been around it's, for 30 plus years. an American years. staple. We all it's grew been around up, though, forever. Like, we all grew up, like, watching it over at Ian's house is where I remember I seeing it at. No, I, I watched it as a small child. I, I didn't Did have you? any restrictions yet. Yeah, I had to, That's why I'm fucked up in the head now. <laughs> it's, it doesn't cross the line that much. No, I no. think it does. Family South Guy does a lot more, and there's South a lot of funny. So yeah. South Park does I heard great the, show. I heard the argument that South Park is, like, untouchable on, like, topics. Like, they can do whatever they, they, they write, they write about current events. They can do whatever they want, and no one's going to come at them. Like, And the characters look so ridiculously bullshit that it's, yeah. like, it's not realistic <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't things. take it oh, seriously. you guys are just fucking around joking. Yeah. yeah. They can do that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Racism. Yeah, cool. Cool. Mitchell, racism is not cool. <laughs> you kidding me, dude? Clip that out. You are about to get I'm gonna, canceled. I'm going to clip that out and contextualize uh, it like ten years. Canceled. <laughs> That's what I said. Canceled. He's canceled for sure. Damn. I think. Don't you think there's Simpsons? The Simpsons has a pretty respectable I would say amount a fair of respect. Rating. Absolutely. <laughs> respectable say, respect. Yeah. Recent seasons, amount. I would say underrated. Overall, I would say very fair for The Simpsons. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely fair, I think, overall. Yeah, I would say that. I think I have a little bit of a, a bias where, like I said, because I kind of grew up with like watching it. And stuff oh, like yeah, that. I love it still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't really watch it. Though. It depends because now I haven't really tuned into like any, in, like South Park, Simpsons, Family Guy, any of like the newer episodes no. in probably a year or two. Yeah. And I was keeping up with like a lot of them. Pretty uh, pretty actively, like the new episodes. Whenever they re- I mean, like maybe not live, but like whenever they were dropped on Hulu or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, My favorite adult animations were probably The Simpsons and King of the Hill. Oh, really? You liked King of the Hill? Oh yeah, yeah, great. There was uh, a lot Seen of the buddy, a lot of the other buddies like uh, Futurama. Futurama is really good too. I like Matt Groening, like Groening. I don't really know how he says his last name, but the Simpsons creator. Like all his shows have been pretty solid. Disenchantment on Netflix. Yeah, is, I, I'm surprised that was so well. short lived. I think they released a new season not too long ago, so I don't know if he's still doing it. That was the last one. I think like sometime in 2022. Wow, I didn't know that. I did see 
I did see a little bit of Disenchantment, but I didn't watch a lot of it. Yeah, I think I saw the first season. But, it, I mean, it was good, too. In Futurama, yeah, it was good. Did you watch Disenchantment, Alex? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. I uh, I know that Ian was really big into that, too, and I didn't see it either. Yeah. And they're bringing uh, King of the Hill back. Yeah, oh, King of the Hill, I've, I've seen every episode. Great I was just show. talking about it. If they, they brought, brought it back, King, King of the Hill's one of the back. Oh, they're good. Going to revive it on Hulu for a couple seasons, I think. Wow. With the majority of the original cast. Yeah. Really? Except for, what was it, Luann, I believe. Yeah. She died. That, that, no, that, that actress voice actor died. died, but... <clears throat> yeah. Well, Mike Judge is still there, and he played, like, half the characters, so... That's the beauty of the animated shows, right? And, Most of them. But also the danger, because if you have an important one that dies, yeah, well, yeah. there went half our cast. <laughs> and what's his face? The creepy dude in the office space. He's Bill. Creepy dude in the office space. Big ass glasses. What was his yeah, name? Yeah, I can see him, but I don't oh, know his name. Uh, He's always worried about a stapler and shit. You need my stapler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been. <laughs> Yeah, that was Bill. Yeah, I, that fucking meme that's always like Stephen yeah. Root. Yeah, Stephen Root was that guy. I'm gonna name. need you to uh, possibly come in. Yeah, what Saturday? What movie and is that? From? All weekend. All space. All space. All space. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that one. Uh, look up that guy's what name was the? Yeah, what Stephen was the Root's character? Stephen Root. Um, fuck, I can't think of it. But I've seen Office Space several times. I actually watched Office Space for the first time the same day I saw nope. Moneyball. Milton. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Mil- yeah, Milton. Like, and then after the uh, after the place burned down, he like went back in there and grabbed the burnt ass fucking stapler. <laughs> he needed that stapler. I, I, I need my my my, my stapler. <laughs> and you know what song was in that? What we introed in with? That's right. Yeah. Really? Hell yeah! <laughs> really? Look at that. It comes full circle. Wow. <laughs> um, Feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> but. Uh, Damn. What are we on The Simpsons? Yeah, I said fair. Yeah. I'd say fair, too. I'm not going to say it's not right at this point. It's fair. It's been around for longer than I've been alive, so. I'll follow you off. It deserves to be, yeah. though. Yeah. Does it? It's an yeah. American. <laughs> it's an American. <laughs> institution we were all about point. settled into a peaceful. Stop it. Stop that right now. <laughs> So, but I thought you said years ago you're like, oh no, it's gonna be. I think the next season's it or something like that. Well, they, they kept, kept they kept being like, oh yeah, well I don't know if we're gonna get they're gonna not gonna end it. up, and it's like, well fuck, I guess here we are. Everybody's just still going Family Guy and South Park, and they're all looking at each other like, fuck, nobody else is quitting. We can't quit either. The Simpsons <laughs> is gonna be old enough to have a heart condition before too long. They've been on all the yeah. air for so long. Yeah, they're gonna be first because they're the oldest. They're yeah. be like, fuck, we can't do this. <laughs> That's a long time. I wonder how long it. Has ran. 1989 was the first. Yeah, wow. they're on season like 35 now. Jeez. That's a long I do have one more though, If uh, unless you guys have another one. I don't know. But I mean, we can also just close the segment and then say our last shit and everything. Um, taking a sports direction since we've avoided it for now. What do you think of, and I, you might have to fill Mitch in, or all of us, I guess. Because you probably know what's going on a little better than me and Elijah do. Depends on what it is. Oh, yeah, I built it up big time now. So the pressure's on you. How you going to keep putting the pressure on? Um, so we talked a little bit about this with the Fromm, but we didn't put it in the segment and everything. The upcoming MLB rule changes. They're great. Underrated and best. Uh, what, what, all, what are they, to your knowledge? Like, what the best, all of the, the, the... Basically, the only one that I that's really important is that you notice is the pitch clock. 
20 seconds yeah. from when the pitch clock starts, 20 seconds to pitch the ball. and only, Every every pitch? Yeah, and only one, no, is it, how many pickoff attempts? It's like, no, they think there's two, two or three pickoff attempts. And if you do a third pickoff and you don't pick them off, it's uh, a ball, I think, or it's a it's a balk. So really, yeah. so it's an automatic base runner. It can be, yeah. And so like that, and then you have to have your infielders. You have to have infielders two on each side of second base. You can't do the crazy shifts like yeah. they used to before. Yeah, it's got to be two and two, right? But the pitch clock, as far as I know, there's been like one game since spring training started. So probably. Oh, each team's left with like five or six games, so 30 times six, probably like 100 and something games. I think there's probably been like less than 10 that have been over three hours because the pitch clock has so changed that, so much. So that was the main purpose of implementing the rule, the pitch yeah, clock? was because the They're trying to the update the game and make it quicker it's and more people, people don't just keep going out. Yeah. Catcher can just keep walking out. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Come underrated. Like I say, if, if you if you don't like, do you on, like that's your honest? Like you really do oh, you yeah, like for sure. I, I was just curious because I'm like you're. I'm like because I can see you being like the traditionalist about it, but no, also being that. And I'm like that, but that makes sense. It's like, oh, I hate seeing all these home runs and all these strikeouts. Well, fuck, you know what? I love home runs. So, <laughs> well, and, and what else did they do? They made bases larger, right? Yeah, like what? a few inches. Bigger. Yeah. What's the reason about that? Should have more stolen base attempts because it should be technically easier to steal yeah. base if the bases are bigger. Wow. Technically. So yeah, that they are playing on that on those rules, those change rules currently right and now then, in spring training. Yeah, and then coming down the pipe is potentially automated strike zones. No umpires anymore. Now there's DHs in both leagues full time, right? right? Leagues. Since that's the pandemic, changed, that's amazing. Yeah, Good that's great. because that creates more offense yeah, right away too. too. And pitcher injuries go down whenever you don't have to swing yep. a bat. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, it's really all good things to advance the game. Like, because there are some people that stand on, no pun intended, on different sides of the plate, and they're <laughs> like, "Okay, <laughs> I see what you've done." Yeah. No, but they're like, "Okay, well, it should stay the same. You shouldn't, inf- you know, you shouldn't implement like a pitch clock or do all this stuff." But it's like, it like for it to stay as relevant as the NBA, NFL. And so forth. It probably needs to change something because, like, it's got to get. By, it's by far the least exciting. People have got, and a lot of people say that. I love baseball, I but do like, too, but and I love going I to the games. Too. But you've got to. It does seem like it needs to keep up with the times somehow. You know what I mean? It's the same argument with the trilogies too, right? Like you grew up like, oh, that's how I watch it. Now they're changing it completely, and I don't know what this sport's become. You know, yeah, so. old people. My dad's one of them. Always, yeah. Oh, I hate baseball now. Well, don't fucking watch it. I don't know what to tell you about it. <laughs> he <laughs> says he doesn't like it thing. now with yeah. the with the new all rules. That, all like the well, just like the style of baseball is now. Like you know, people aren't going station to station as they call it, hitting singles, moving people up, or trying to bunt, do base running. Now they just want to hit, hit home runs or strike out. Yeah, Dad, that's fucking awesome. What else do you? <laughs> yeah, of course they are. It's Everybody's trying to rules. smash it. Everybody yeah. wants that moment. That's what I want too. So, yeah, <laughs> it is exciting. Like it would be fun if we saw like another home run derby, like race going or something. Like imagine going back to like Whitey Ball, you know, like in the '80s, where like oh everybody's bunting for base hits and fucking Snoozeville. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> it, it was like a, it's like coach driven. Like they had yeah. to like map out. The offense. Eight of our nine guys so. are five foot eight and weigh a buck fifty soaking wet. But boy, are they fast. Play a little slap dick and see if we can get the ball in the outfield. No, I want to hit and see dingers. 
Dingers. Dingers. <laughs> Dingers. No, that's fair enough. So tell me about the... Uh, the like, there, there would be no hump. Mm-hmm. They did the automated pitching. Correct. Strike zone. Wow, that's crazy. That's pretty wild. Is, Is that, that what they're implementing this less year? Bullshit. No, they did. They started working on it in the minors last year, and I think they're going to do it more in the minors this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year, though. Yeah, just, yeah. So we can go through all the tests and shit. Right, got to get that technology right. See, what was annoying... Putting men out of jobs, damn it. What was annoying, <laughs> yeah, even, was is, good. like, these, these NFL playoffs, like always... Oh, the refs fucked us! Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, do you have any idea how hard it is? Oh, yeah. To stay on the field and make these live calls, yeah, especially tough. in a game when you have these 250-pound men clashing at each other full fucking speed, and you got to make sure you get all of it. And, like, if you're wrong, like, one of those coaches, like, fucked it up because he made the call and he was right, but he wasn't actually looking whenever it happened in that, and maybe in that uh, Chiefs-Bengals game. I don't know if that was the right game or not, but I think it was. Um, but me and Elijah have talked about this. It's just like, if you listen to social media, if you look, look at everybody who's team, like, everything's at work whenever your team doesn't win. Oh, they fucked us! It's right. like, that's always the It's like, you never lose fairly because everybody always wants to blame the refs. It's I've like, never lost fairly to anything. What, what's crazy is the people that are like, I could have called a better game than that. No, you couldn't have. <laughs> okay, do it. It's yeah. It's like you. Get out you there. don't think that this billion, billion upon billion dollar fucking company franchise, like, is finding the best and most elite coaches from all over the world to do this job, yeah. and you sitting on the fucking couch eating potato chips. You think you could do better? Yeah. I don't fucking think so. I don't it's like, why. why are you out there? I know, that's why a lot of times like, I like watching sports by myself. Because people just, like, complain, talk about yeah. them like that all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, man, well, you're like, kind of harsh in my vibe They here. Like, they bitch about, like, the refs and the rules yeah, and everything. Yeah, they just bitch about anything. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not, and that's not to say that they don't get it wrong. But to act like they're always responsible for your team losing, maybe your team just sucked. Maybe they lost. Yeah. You know? Maybe you're just yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 Sometimes your team just loses. Yeah. Right? yeah. If, if you ask people online, they'll all say that the refs screwed them every single time. It's like, yeah, I bet it was you. I bet they're always gunning for your team. Why are you so goddamn special? <laughs> Trust me, you're not that special. Yeah, no. Um, but it, it just, it does, it does get annoying. It's like, I enjoy watching it, but it's just like the constant, uh, and I guess we're bitching about them bitching about it. That's right. But I think it's, <laughs> that's right. Damn right. I think it's funny, but it's just like, it's... It's kind of ridiculous because it's just like at a certain point, like what do you what do you mean it was the refs' fault? Like if you lose by twenty, I don't think it was the refs that blew it for you. Maybe just maybe your team failed. Right? It cracks me up. The point your day. Yeah, leave like paragraph lists of all the stuff the ref missed. It's like, dude, you overanalyzed the hell yeah, of this game. Yeah, if you can go back and rewind it. and fast forward the old game, of course you're going to see every little thing. It's like, they're like, they kept a notebook. Yeah. And they're like, well, missed a hold there. That's <laughs> yeah. another time they fucked us. It's like, Jesus, man. It's like, dude, you're, you're not even enjoying it. It's not even like a fun experience anymore. Mm-hmm. They're comparing themselves <laughs> to them. But it's like, you're you after you saw the fact they're them before they made the fucking call right. to play. What do you mean? It's all easier in hindsight because you fucking watched it. Right. Um, but I think it's I think it's uh, it's kind of hysterical though because they're like, oh, I think I. Can. It's like 
they're finding the most qualified. It doesn't mean they're perfect. Most qualified elite coaches from across the world. What do you mean you could do a better job? Mm. <laughs> no, you could. People always think they're better at things that they have no business being. <laughs> that ball has no business out there. That ball has no business going over that wall. <laughs> yeah. still, like play those derbies and yeah. the show and shit. But yes, the baseball rules criminally underrated. They're very good, and you'll notice it in when you see. You said that instantaneously. I could good. not. I didn't know if you were sarcastic or not. No, I was not like, man, do you really they're like good. those? Yeah. Yeah, is it gonna? Let me ask you this: Is it gonna get you to watch more? Are you gonna be more interested? I mean, I already watched, but I mean, it'll probably that yeah. won't hurt. No, yeah. I think once people realize, I don't think it'll draw people in at first because it's not like something you're gonna be like, "Oh, pitch clock, oh, oh who the fuck cares?" But then you'll notice that game times yeah. are extremely short. Like I'd say, most of the games I've seen are like between two fifteen and two thirty. <laughs> like super. That's like forty five minutes off of a game. It'd be crazy, oh. like, for baseball traditionalists and shit like that. To be like, no, I want to be sitting here for three and a half yeah. hours. Imagine Babe Ruth playing now wouldn't be able to suck down eight cigarettes and four hot dogs in each at bat. You know, you have to hurry up and get in there. <laughs> just comes up, like, he's got his entrance playing and he's just smoking a yeah. cigar. <laughs> it's like, how long is this going to go on, man? Get in the bat in the box, babe. <laughs> Swinging this heavy ass bat around. Yeah. <laughs> Babe was the king, man. No, he was. <laughs> um, damn. Um, it's going to be about that time, guys, isn't it? It yeah. is, indeed. Um, but before we do wrap, uh, if there's anything, honestly, the floor is all your guys. And honestly, I encourage you to say something because you guys are the guests and uh, they'd love to hear from you, I'm sure. So if there's, any, if there's any words of wisdom, yeah, you've learned... Along the way, or you said you've been imparted with some some self awareness the last few years. What do you What do you have to bring to the table? Would you Would you relay to the audience? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if I can have any grounds to give advice or anything like that, but I definitely do think it's uh, it's important for me at least uh, to rely on the people that are closest to me. And I am very fortunate to have the faith and the friends and the family that I do have, and that's what's helped me out at least. And I'm not going to say that's going to be gospel for other people, but. Uh, very fortunate, very fortunate to have came upon the podcast. Um, definitely uh, honored to be a part of one of your guests and uh, to have gotten Alex to come up here. And looking forward to it. Looking forward to it to getting out and uh, listen to it. But yeah, I appreciate you boys letting us come on. It's appreciate been a really good coming, time. Man. It's been a good. It's been a good time. Yeah, good time. Yeah. All I can say, Tim, is the time has been too long. Glad we were able to reconnect and 100%. get back out here and. Honestly, the most important thing is to remember that Jar Jar Binks is the best character <laughs> in the history of Star Wars. <laughs> Perhaps in the history of cinema. Um, and that's what I want everybody to leave this podcast with, knowing that. So. <laughs> the important thing is Jar Jar Binks episode. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. The Binks Awoken. The better or worse. Binks Awoken. <laughs> Maybe we just call it the Binks Awakens. <laughs> Love it. Love it. No, man, it's, uh, no, Mitch, no, I'm glad you fucking, you know, we talked about all this and, like, I mean, we, we talked in the bar about this back in, like, mm. October, November, probably, like, sometime later on. And, uh, I mean, all these months later, that comes, that, that goes to show you, it's like at some point it's spoken out there. We put it out there. We're like, we're going to make this happen. We didn't know exactly when, but I knew when the time came, we're like, we got to put the pieces together and try to, try to get on the same cast. And not only that, but you got to bring Alex on. 
been a while since me and him had reconnected and uh you know, yeah. obviously me and Alex have had our history, me and you, you know, too, and stuff, and I'm glad, I'm really glad we could do this, like, like, honestly, thank you guys yeah. for coming. Yeah. Um, no, it's been a hell of a time, and now that we've put in a good, what, what is that, hour, or two hours, three hours and 20 minutes, probably, at least. About, about, about that. yeah. That's a pretty solid-ass effort, I would say. Yeah. Very so, honored. Um, thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Thank no, you, you're welcome. Thank you guys yeah. for coming. Thank you guys. It's been it's been Good. fun. It's been like old times, you know? <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a gangsta. <laughs> let's not wait. Let's not wait almost six years to do it again, huh? Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get together again here really soon. Mitch will fucking go out one of these days. I please sign me up. And uh Seven, we'll, yeah. you know, take some more Terramata shots, have a good old time, <laughs> kick that it back really old stuff. school. That was good stuff. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being with us. We want to thank Alex Litterus, Mitchell Scott again one last time for coming on tonight. They fucking absolutely murdered it tonight. <laughs> and uh, we hope everybody's been sticking with us. Enjoy the cast. Take care of yourselves and each other. And uh, we will be seeing you next for episode number 79. Gangsta here was a smart one Started living for the Lord and I laughed